The Commander Crunch Podcast is brought to you by PureMTGO.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, on to the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch, episode 19. Uh, You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats served up on the regular. We're all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of our primarily our favorite format of Commander in Magic the Gathering, plus a side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influences. I am one of your hosts, Sam. I won't stop talking about the card skeleton ship. I like bad cards. Uh, And I'm joined by always Cheshire. Uh, I had an intro for you this week. What was it? Devour of breakfast. Well, that's what it was. <laughs> Cheshire, comma, devour of breakfast. How you doing, Chesh? Um, apparently better than you. Yeah, no, I'm all <laughs> over the joint. Because my brain isn't working and I'm a drink in my coffee. Hang on, let's get close. Of course, you filled up on, on delicious there. tasty breakfast. Oh, God, mm. Don't do that. Ah, coffee. Yes, true, true. <laughs> now, um, also, as as everyone's grown to uh, to get comfy with and love about our show, I guess, uh, if you're still listening, uh, but we, we tend to spend a lot of our time with guests, profiles uh, from the community with creators, you know, talking about sharing and exploring the essence of Commander and why we play in an effort to promote and celebrate these qualities. So, as I've joked, I kind of offset my work and outsource a little bit by getting the brilliance of others to come in and talk about uh, Commander and stuff and probably put it into better words than I can. And of course, we've got an absolute gem of a friend of ours uh, and an and amazing person, the personal trainer to the Magic community, writer of great EDH content for Cool Stuff Inc., uh, advocate for getting in the best physical shape you possibly can be and also playing the cards you want to in EDH. It's Coach Davey. How you doing, man? Well, I'm, I I don't see how I can possibly live up to that intro. So first of all, thank you for that. Um, I am I am delightful. So uh, I I am glad to be back for for uh, uh, for for those of you who are listening. Um, we we did this once a couple months ago, and somebody my computer um, <laughs> ate the audio file. So uh, after. Uh, my busy October, early November resolved. Uh, I was excited to uh, come back and take another bite at the apple, as it were. So thank you guys for uh, allowing me to try and uh, fix my my grievous mistake. Uh, also, we'd, we'd just not, quickly, we'd not miss it. While we're sure. talking about uh, about how busy you were, let me just say, the world won. Okay, yeah. great. We did. We did. I uh, I was working from end of September through the week after the election uh, on uh, a presidential campaign, mm-hmm. the one that won. And uh, I, I'm in the state of Nevada, which uh, you probably have seen the memes and the jokes about how long it took to count the votes. But um, and that was all very funny. Uh, it's it kind of poetic that it was like the penultimate, uh, you know, location, and that's there's just. Davy in the middle, like well, <laughs> you know exactly, yeah, and 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 what I think was what was cool for me was I I'm a native Pennsylvanian, and then I live in Nevada and I worked on the campaign in Nevada, so um, Pennsylvania ended up being what put us over, uh, mm. so that was awesome. And if it had not been Pennsylvania, it probably would have been Nevada, which would have been awesome. So 
and, and we won Nevada. So it was it was it was really really cool, uh, really awesome experience. But uh, also glad to be back in real life where I get to spend time talking to awesome people about this uh, stupid children's card game that we love so much. <laughs> we do, and, and that's that's the Trent thing. Isn't from Pennsylvania? Oh, what's that? Isn't Trent Reznor from Pennsylvania? I think so. I think he is. I think he's from Phil- mm-hmm. or, uh, from the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. yeah get into some early Nine Inch just, Nails. Talk, sorry, talk. just 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 a weird weird for us Australians you know, here in Pennsylvania. It's like oh yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, that's the other thing I take for from. granted is that if if you're not American, our states like you like everybody knows California, everybody knows New York mm-hmm. and Florida. Um, and then beyond that, it, it can be like, you know, I'd imagine every once in a while, like you guys will hear like a casual reference to Nebraska and it's like, what the hell's a Nebraska? Believe me, some of us don't even know what the hell a Nebraska is, but, um, <laughs> is, is that somewhere near Alaska? <laughs> and Nebraska, uh, no, if you will. Uh, actually, funnily enough, not even remotely close to Alaska. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. That's the joke. Yeah. Oh, exactly. shoot. I, uh, I think I told you this, but yeah, I grew up knowing a bit more about uh, American geography than I did Australian, just because I was like, I love basketball and I love where all the cities are and like looking uh-huh. at a map and everything, which is like, why are you nerding out about this stuff? And I just oh, I was I was such a little geography nerd as a kid. I used to we watched uh, Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego at school oh every god, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play the game, and I learned so much from that game. Exactly. Oh my gosh, oh. I, I I remember. Like I can hear like the chief yelling things in yep. my head when hey when, gumshoe yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and I I've, I always wanted that world band radio and I never got it but um, yeah yeah so uh, when so we we have that in common oh definitely definitely I was gonna say when you see the cat and you're like oh, I'm close I'm close mm-hmm. it's like yeah. I'm almost there <laughs> yep yep that's great. Uh, oh, gold. Um, oh, good digressions, but that's why you're here, and, and I, I think you're on the same wavelength. And, and uh, like you said before, we we were not going to miss out the opportunity to, to have you back on because, you know, we could – I think we are even talking about we could do it the week afterwards and it would be still a fresh chat because we had a, a good two-hour chat the first time uh, about – I mean, the world was a little bit different then, actually, and that's the way it's kind of gone the last few months, I guess. Every yeah. It seems like something bizarre and huge happens every week. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's it's interesting to look back. Uh, if we could listen to that episode, it'd be fun. And uh, say what we're talking about then, we're kind of gearing up for Commander Legends. I'm like, what's it going to bring? Is it Sky going to fall? But um, <laughs> well, now we know. Obviously, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and we've gone through waves. I think The Walking Dead was still a, a big issue right then. Uh, lots of things. Had that, I even, think you... had that even happened yet? Actually, maybe not. I don't think you're right. Have. Maybe not. We're in a real time warp now. I think actually there was a good one, and and I, this is forgive us listeners for um, kind of retracing steps, but I think it's all worthwhile. Uh, and there's plenty of Commander Legends stuff to talk about this week, and, and just some of the great philosophies we talked about with Davey last time. I think I just want to jump back into them yeah. because it's it's all good stuff. But I think last time we we're talking about an article you just wrote about. Um, Magic's in trouble, Commander's not. And we were, and I've, it's it since oh sparked gosh, a ton yeah. of conversations that I've had with other community members and, and just musings over what would happen if the card game just, well, no, I was going to say died, but it's more like what would happen if they stopped supporting or stopped making products or Hasbro did something so monumentally like destructive to. Uh, the product, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, it's a weird anatomy to think about. It's it's hard to it's hard to phrase it, but I think so. We're just going in, right? Yeah, we're we're just yeah, just we're, jump okay, in, okay, jump great. in seriously. So like. <laughs> I, I I was having this discussion with somebody else the other day, 
And I think um, this is someone with whom I do like I we, we don't agree 100 percent on everything, which I think is good. I, 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 I think I'm, it's fantastic. I'm yeah. a firm and believer it's... in surrounding myself with smart people who disagree with me. Um, that's how. Yeah, because otherwise it's an echo chamber of. Like, oh, and I yes. And, and, and feeling feeling like you've got to agree, which is like not a healthy pressure. I don't think. And, it's and like, where yeah. have we seen that go wrong? <laughs> exactly exactly um uh, but we were talking about that very thing and i think we did agree on this is the the the, the paper magic is going to cease to exist as we know it some point i want to say soon but mm. magic paper magic will not outlive you or me uh or anybody else mm. uh, paper magic is is not as we are closer to the end of paper magic than we are the beginning and mm. there are any number of reasons for that. Um, you know, if you if you think about how many magic like card games or other card games that are deck building or, or collectible, whatever, that have come and gone since 1993. Yeah. Like Ch- you could Chesh's us in many tales of those. He's seen a lot and played a lot. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, say I the don't Star know about Wars it. one, R.O.P. <laughs> that was that was so when I was ten years old. I had a choice between Magic and Star Wars, and I picked Star Wars. And I rode that mm. game until it sputtered its final dying breath. Um, but that was an example. I mean, you know, we've we, you know, when you look back to the ones that launched in the '90s, it's it's Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh, and nothing else mm. has survived. And there have been I don't know how many versions of Star Wars, t- t- at least three different Star Trek ones that I know of. Um, Power Rangers has tried it. Transformers has tried it. Like mm. all these big IPs have tried it and none of them last. Um, so the fact that magic is still here after it'll be 28 years um, pretty soon is, is remarkable, but the world and, and the ecosystem in which magic exists has changed even, even more since then. Um, digital gaming was not a thing. At, in 1994, digital gaming meant solitaire. Um, mm, that's right. We, you and know, micropose. You have an entire generation of kids, kids who are who are you know three, four, five years old now, or who are being born today, um, who are going to know nothing but a life that is overwhelmingly digital. Um, I, if you really want to be terrified and feel old. You know, go ask a little, show, go show a little kid a picture of like a touchstone phone or a rotary phone. Ask them what it is. They're not mm. gonna, you know, like that. Like that. It's our society and what the way we live has changed so radically in our lifetimes. And I think the things that we have seen in magic in the past few years, especially because it really does feel, and, and and you guys can tell me if, if I'm just hallucinating it, but it, <laughs> it, it really did feel to me like it was around Ixalan block ish, give or take where it really felt like things started to shift as far mm. as the, what Hasbro was pushing the way they were pushing it and how that was starting to, trickle down um through the game i think that was about the point for me where i kind of felt a slight shift in the wind as far as going from okay this is the way that we have sustained this game for years and years right because for years and years it was you had you know your 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 standard set 
A from the block and then standard set B from the block. And then you'd have, you know, your master's product would be in there somewhere. And then your commander precons would be in there somewhere. Your from the vault would be in there somewhere. It was all very predictable. Yeah, very consistent like defined in a way, yeah. Yeah. And, and, Actually, and I think that I think there was a lot of pro uh, there was a lot of uh, merit to that because you know mm. I think people planned their birthday gifts and their Christmas gifts and things around that like you 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 could you could keep time by magic product but around <laughs> and not it, to even mention stocks and that kind of thing too is oh sure kind of ramification yeah sure but it I felt like and maybe um, because I I actually had a sit down meeting with a rep from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, around Origins, mm-hmm. um, oh, interesting. and of the Planeswalker, mm. because, and, and here's something that most people probably haven't heard, but you can definitely feel it actually going back to Origins, was that Jewels of the Planeswalker was basically their way of trialing, like getting getting more people on board for the digital age. And it worked for me. they wanted to bring out Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they wanted to bring out Arena, because they were actually trialing Arena at that stage. Mm. Unbeknownst to a large majority of players, um, some of us content creators had these sit-downs because they basically Wizards went, if we do this, what is the best way for us to support and implement content creators in this process? Mm. Because they, they basically knew the direction they were heading, which was digital. Mm-hmm. Now... As, as they maintain, uh, their focus is not to get rid of paper magic at this stage. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I will absolutely stress at this stage. I think at this point, I does take, not say anything about the future. I take mm-hmm. every wizard statement to that effect as having a dot, dot, dot today in parentheses. At the Correct. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's why yeah. I say at this yeah. stage. Um, but yeah, from Origins was the shift. Um, and people didn't notice because it was so subtle mm-hmm. because you didn't have this massive push into origins that they told us they were going to do because I think they realized once they released it, the, the, um, once they released Jewels of the Planeswalkers 3.0, whatever the hell it was called. Um, I think that they realized that that was not the platform they intended it to be. They realized that it didn't have the functionality they were looking for, even though it had, you know, really, really big focus on multiplayer, mm-hmm. um, and they knew that they were like because they were already working on arena um or the original arena what would be which, by arena, the way yeah. looked horrible mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so glad they made a whole bunch of changes to that and basically scrapped it and restarted it um but yeah so to back up back up that there like it, it actually started slowly and earlier but a lot of people probably didn't feel it because of the gradual shift. Yeah. But when it came to Ixalan, that's when they accelerated things and they were like, all right, let's start fooling around with code cards. Let's start fooling around with, yeah. you know, how we can implement this stuff on Arena. Let's mm. start putting things into closed alpha so that, you know, because we don't want the world to know about it just yet. And then st- stuff started leaking. How well, I, I even felt like, I mean, this I, is just... So com- I'll go for it. I was, I was going to say it's oh, incredibly I, biased, I, it's, but... It- it, it can even be down to as like uh, the theme of that set felt like it was it was you know correct me if I'm wrong but like stretching to be as accessible as possible too. They're like everyone likes dinos, everyone likes pirates, everyone likes you know that kind of thing. There's like all your oh, favorites. It was, and it I did like very, I did like that theme, but it felt quite different. Like it was a very here's things people will like. 
Yes, yes, so, yeah, that's right. that's kind of what I mean. No, yeah. what I was gonna say is it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because and, and I and I I did a story before about um, wizards kind of putting feelers out as early as Origins. Um, so that that but that doesn't surprise me because um, the funny thing about that is that two blocks after so Origins was was Origins before Battle for Zendikar block or after? It's before, I think right? Before, but narrowly before. Yeah, like, before. Yeah. like right. Because that was ba- literal, actual yeah. baby juice. So, yeah. just before. Oh, that's standard. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so it was not that long after that that we started getting Planeswalker decks, which was a shift. Mm. And then, like you said, it was not long after that that we started getting full arena integration. And it's funny that you, you talk about that because when I was living in Seattle, um, I actually did a. I got paid to. Uh, do like a research, like a, a paid research playtest of Arena. Um, I, I guess it was this was this was when they hadn't announced it, but everybody knew it was a thing, and so we were all talking about it as an eventuality, not a possibility. Um, mm. And I remember, uh, you know. Do it because you know when you do things like that, it's not just like we'll go have fun for an hour. It's like it's very controlled. It's like okay, well, I want you to uh, see if you can figure out how to open a booster pack and see if you can figure out how to build a deck mm. and things like that. So I remember because the version I saw was not all that far off from what we ended up getting at the, the wide release. And what I told them was, I mean, yeah, this is this is very nice. Um, this is. Uh, an upgrade over Magic Duels for sure, which I which I enjoyed. Um, I care not at all about these pets. I care not at all about the voice lines. I care not at all about the sound effects mm. and the and the little animations and stuff. I want um, a magic. I want a faithful Magic experience that is not going to be overly exploitative uh, of me and my wallet. And I want to be able to play Commander. Mm. And they were like, uh huh. Uh-huh, because uh-huh. because the game has been the game has been that good to carry it that far anyway. Like it's it's the essence is stronger than anything. For sure. Know? And it's like there's a lot of window dressing that goes and around. And just so- as a quick clarification um around games games lasting that long, don't forget Pokemon's twenty five years old. Next For sure. Year. That's true. I just need to drop that in before somebody I, decided I think to I like mention it in, in passing, but you're right. I mean, and Yu-Gi-Oh as well. Yu-Gi-Oh has also been around forever. So, I mean, absolutely Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't words, count. Too. It's a shit game. <laughs> what was that? Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't count. It's a shit game. Whew, okay. Subjectively. Please direct I can't comment on complaints. Play, I have played it. Um, but to, anyway, but to, go, but yes, to, to yes. get us back to kind of where we, to where we started on, on, on that whole thread um, is... I, we are closer. We are closer than probably any of us, myself included, realize to the day where mm. new Magic product, as in in terms of standard sets and things like that, will be um, exclusively digital. Um, and I feel pretty confident saying that they will never invest the time and the resources to go back and code every single card from magic's history ever into arena. And so I therefore mm. feel pretty confident saying we will never have true commander on arena. It will always be some watered down version of brawl. Um, mm. And 
that's what you know that that's kind of the whole the whole hook of that article that you mentioned that I wrote which is yes intentionally or otherwise at some point wizards will kill paper magic commander will be commander will just go on right cuz we cuz we we, yes, we will still exactly. have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of cards to pull from um and we'll, and and to be quite honest um, we started, not we because I wasn't around, but Commander players started this format without Wizards. We will keep it going without Wizards. Um, I, I am, I am yeah. not worried about that. And that's, and that's why I have yet to ever feel even a tendril of an iota of a, of, of a, of a micrometer of temptation to like give up Commander for another format. Because, I mean. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, mo- modern players, legacy players, vintage players, like that's got to be miserable. Just sitting, just sitting there and yeah. watching your, your format that you love die to attrition like this. Um, I've even seen, yeah, like waves in, in modern already. It's like we, we even locally, you used to have a pretty awesome modern scene and that's just dead. Like there's people still maybe have a couple of decks, but it's also, I mean, th- this year, sure. asterisk footnote, of course. But I mean, like, but Wizards, that, Wizards has year. been, they've, um, they've been kind of elbowing modern out for a few years now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it's I, I, I'll put it down to as well. Like you say, it's 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 exploring these qualities and like I, I like to dissect and, and try and understand what it is we love about Commander and why will it exist. And that's what, uh, again, this year has kind of been exploring what the podcast has been yeah. exploring. But it's why why do we love... Importantly, do they have to be these physical pieces of cardboard, these magical pieces of cardboard that we absolutely love? For me, it's, it's the collector thing, I guess. But it's... You can't replace it. I've tried to do it digitally. That's fine. You get a bit of a fix, of course, but it's you know, and I'm like you say, I'm I'm confident in. I will keep playing Commander. Uh, you know, I'll have a beer and sit down yeah. with my friends, or even over a webcam, and like it's been, it's been, you know, the best fun because there's conversations around it. And I think to a further point, I think a few people made the point as well. It's especially when some of the vitriol gets, it's, you know, magic Twitter's a place, I guess. <laughs> oh, it uh, sure but, is. Yeah, like wh- when when that has its days and you're like, oh, maybe I step away or whatever, it, it, it's really hard to see outside of all of that. But I've got to remember all these people I've met, yourself included. Uh, these people, these friendships will go on after, even if, you know, absolute doomsday scenario, magic just like, poof, mm-hmm. vanished. It's just gone. Like all my cards are gone, and I didn't. I forgot the game existed. I'd still have friendships with these people, yes. and would find other things to do. That's fine. And and I always go back to I got I shout them out every uh, every episode. But the lexicon community is the one that's kind of been like it's been my pillar this year. I've met so many people. I jumped in a chat last night, and they're all watching like a polygon video and and just hanging yeah. out. And it's like that's the thing. It's like we can have those discussions and whatever it's it's beyond magic and i think that's always important as a perspective piece to go well you know like don't uh, i mean ever twitch of course but don't invest too much of your mental uh like vulnerability to, to a company oh, no. in a way. like I, it's just yeah. like and and whatever they're they're going their knee-jerk reactions are going to be all like their moves i've said it before how dare they make money of course they're going to make they're going to do moves to make money there's the people we've I even talked to, like Gavin and, and and the people in the company I know that their mission is to make this put a lot of love and heart and creativity and and design into this and care. Yeah. Of course there's the stakeholders, the other it's, the other side of, of any yeah. business, anything that it's like they're gonna ignore a lot of that and go, what's gonna make the most money in this? Absolutely. Talk? And I and I um, think I think if nothing else, um a number of the things that have happened this year, um 
secret lairs being one of them, the Walking Dead secret lair being the, <laughs> yep. the, the, the number one with a bullet, um, the the uh, outrage that kind of uh, built up about uh, Wizards hiring practices as it relates to minorities, specifically uh, black people, transgender people, mm. um, something that, that t- to my mind, we have not gotten satisfactory answers on that yet. So I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, mm. uh, peeing on that fire on Twitter pretty soon, uh, just to make sure people are still paying attention. But, um, it's, yes, <laughs> it, it's yes. Um, and then, you know, a, a lot of the, 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 the other kind of little things, um, we're, we're seeing how the removal of MSRP continues to screw us because it screws the LGSs because it screws the distributors because wizards still sets a retail price that they just don't tell us about. Um, all of these things, I think there are a lot more people who are going to come out of 2020 knowing that Wizards of the Coast is not their friend than there were coming into 2020. And I think, mm. I think the thing about it is, you know, we, you'll hear people a lot, you know, again, Magic Twitter, um, Magic Reddit, which I don't ever go to because that's, I'm sorry. Oh, I've stopped this. Twitter's, Twitter's <laughs> I can't plenty. I do it anymore. Nope. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. Um, but you'll hear, you know, uh, you, you'll you'll hear people a lot who are just like, well, just never buy the products again. And I've even, I mean, in my in my most hot takey kind of moments, I've said the same thing, like stop buying products. And it's like, let's be real. This 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 yeah. game is an addiction. Whether you know to what extent yeah. that is 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 unique to each person. But but you're gonna. For every one person you find who was a heavily invested Magic player in any format or formats, um, who successfully stopped buying cards and never bought any ever again, there's 3,000 who've tried and failed or said they were going to yeah, and never made or, and never really made the attempt, right? We're not that, – that's, that's – you know, it would take every Magic player ever refusing to not buy a single booster pack of whatever the thing was we were, we were quote-unquote boycotting for it to work. And that's, that's yeah, exactly. right. Like let's, you know, magical Christmas land is just over the next hill. If you believe that's going to happen. So, um, but, mm. the, but the, but where, where it comes in and where, where we can have agency in it is we can sort of choose our targets. And that's why if, if, if we're going to say, just don't buy it, just don't buy things like secret layers. Because secret layers yeah, for yeah. all of the pros that they have, right? Like you gotten some cool art treatments out of them, um, some some halfway decent reprints out of some of them. For all of the all of the pros, secret layers are a naked cash grab. There is no mm. like have no illusions about that. Secret layers are not for us. Secret layer are for Hasbro's bottom line, right? Um, that mm. would be the thing to not throw your money at. The, the 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 collector boosters that are shameless money grabs that are that that are never gonna love you back the way you love them um are the things to not throw <laughs> are the things to not throw your money at and that's I mean really that's what it comes down to right I mean it, you mentioned Gavin and and Gavin is is an absolute treasure of a of a prince of a human being and I I don't know that he could ever be sufficiently thanked for what he does and has done for this game for this community um if wizards Mm. had a community team that did anything 
um, he wouldn't have to be the face of magic while also designing it. But here we are. Um, <laughs> it's a good point. He, he does put a lot in the side of like, you know, and it's it, it's it's just it's raw kind of passion it for it too. He's just like, I, I'm so passionate about this. I want to just keep talking but, about it. And we've seen him being, gets features, everything, doing his good morning magic. And he's just He's just so delightful. And that's, but. That's the energy I love to see. It's like, it's funny too. I sent him a message. I was like, well, thank you for this set because yeah. it's like it's i did not expect it to be this way and it's got the energy of commander i think and the dna that well I and, and that's it's a little bit of commander a few years ago in a way like just cool creative designs but i can tell you really cared about it. and he says keep saying that and then they might let me do number two <laughs> I, I, I had i had a sort of <laughs> similar i had a similar uh conversation with him uh because uh cool stuff inc gave me the uh opportunity to uh debut their preview cards for commander legends in my article which was like i'm i'm the new guy and like they got dj and jason and i'm like (laughs) how do i sneak in here um (laughs) but it was it was rings of bright hearth which i was really excited about because i've it's always been too expensive for me to justify owning one um and then thrasios and i and i had i had and so i had i had started a con I, i i had met gavin once or twice before um but only very briefly, and he doesn't, I don't think, know me from Adam. Nobody really at Wizards does, and I'm really okay with that. Um, <laughs> so I, I just, because he was offering up, you know, if for people who had previews, um, if they wanted a little, like, fun fact nugget to include when they sent their tweets or wrote their articles or whatever, and I was like, yeah, I'll take them. Um, and so he did that, and I was mm-hmm. like, by the way, you know, from everything I've seen in this set so far, I was, I was the guy on the corner with the sandwich sign that said the end is near and and with a couple of <laughs> with a couple of exceptions i think i was wrong and you guys made what looks to be a really cool set and and just like mm. you just like you said i said to him also just thank you for being you you know you, you're you're awesome and i can't mm. and i can't imagine everything you have to balance doing that job because because the, the the part the, the thing is that you know for every gavin there are 10 suits who are just like, but how much money yep. did it make? But how much money did it cost? But, 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 totally. but how much, but how much, but how much, right? And, and we know in that it's hard to, hard to operate in that environment and still uh, kind of ride off your passion for it. You know, like it's, it's to be, you know, I don't like, I'm kind of, I'm speculating, but it's, I've seen enough corporate cultures and stuff like that. And, and, and things, things of that nature where it's like, it's, quite likely there's going to be people like i don't care about your creativity right now just i don't want to see how absolutely much because you know, and maybe it's not maybe it's not as cold it, no no no, no, like, no i mean have, make no mistake it is and that's not and, and i don't know that because mm. i have any inside information that i'm saying that because it's a corporation there are people at a corporation yeah, and, who or in any in any I'll, 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 here's here's a way i can i can i can expand on this i worked my in my first life out of college i was i worked in television news um as a journalist for for 12 years that's right yeah and i got into news because and i and i majored in journalism and i got into news because i was very much on the you know this is the fourth estate this is holding the the powerful to account this is you know first amendment and all this high-minded stuff uh and by the time i got out of news it was as black and white corporate as it could get. No one cared if you wrote a good yeah. story. No one cared if you were the most responsible to report a story. No one cared if you followed all the ethical guidelines. They cared how many people watched it, and how many people clicked yeah, on, no on, the, on the and, website link. 
and, and, and I've heard so, a lot about that journalism in the digital age and how how the pressures are there. Yeah. It's just like totally that that it's like, well, well, the integrity is not there anymore. No way, right? And so and so, you know, me, my job, my 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 arena was the if you want to call it the creative part, it was the the human part, right? Where there were where mm. we where we did things like with ethics and 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 responsibility and all those things. The people who cared about the ratings are the people who wouldn't know a good news story if it slapped them in the face. Just like the people at Hasbro, whose job it is to get paid to worry about money, wouldn't know a good magic card or a good magic set if it slapped them in the face. That's not their job. Mm. They don't have to care. And so they're not going to care. They don't care how happy we are or how mad we are. They care if we're buying stuff. And I think Mm. that is the, that is the, the reality that magic players, if they haven't yet, if you can, if you can accept that and assimilate that into your being and understand that. And I, and I don't mean sound that to be dismissive. It's a difficult thing to do. Especially the longer you've been playing or the younger you started playing, because of course we form emotional attachments to the game because of the things we get from it. You said it very well, you know, even if, even if every magic card in the world disappeared one day, we'd have the friends we made and we'd be able to do other things and we would have memories and all that stuff. Right. Um, Mm. But the more, but, but we as human beings are emotional creatures and our emotions get wrapped up in this game. Mm, They're attached to it. We've got absolutely. And we can, we can very easily get defensive if, if we feel that a threat. And so I think, I think the, 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 the happy, the happy, the happy place to get is where your emotional attachment is to magic as an idea and as a concept and Mm. not to the pieces of cardboard themselves because, or to the, or to arena or whatever. Because when your attachment is to the physical product, you're going to lose every time. Physical products are mm. impermanent. Physical products, um, whether whether there'll be magic cards, you know, assuming there's no world-ending apocalypse anytime soon, there'll be magic cards that exist for hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Mm. But they won't mean anything. They'll be museum pieces, or they'll be the stuff that's in our that's in somebody's attic. Um, mm. Our emotional energy should be around how magic makes us feel when we enjoy it. And this is where commander comes in because I really do feel like, because we are by and large removed from the, from the zero sum competitive spirit. And, and and I, and I, and I, Mm. and I, I, I say that carefully because of course it's a game and there's a winner and it feels by and large feels better to win than it does to lose. And of course, CEDH is part of our format and that is very much a competitive format. But I think the reason I say divorcing it from a zero sum competitive thing, like tournament standard, tournament modern, tournament pioneer, where if I win, you lose and there's nothing in between. In Commander, if it's a good experience, everybody wins, regardless of who wins. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's all. That's always worth punctuating too. That it's like you know, uh, and I've, I've even played with people where it becomes bittersweet to win, and like, well, no, you got to still win the game, and that's what we're after. But you know, did everyone have a good time? 
for me personally, it's did I play some cards that made people mm-hmm. smile and then I won in my heart. You know, I don't care if I won the game, but I won that that kind of state for sure. So um, that reminds me, and that's a good little segue actually, but I heard last night, I haven't touched MTGO actually ever because I don't have a So <laughs> yeah, and so, but they were talking about MTGO is of course hosting Command mm-hmm. Legends and you set out and everything. You can draft on there, you can play sealed, I think, that kind of thing and and. I was skeptical of going, well, my experience of this being what I love about Commander is the social situations and the conversations right. we have, the turns where you didn't even realize we took turns because we we're just talking about something else and it's, you know, hilarious or laughing at someone's play. Uh, and it's just all, you know, it's it's just an amazing time. And, and I was like, well, do you really get that in MTGO? And I think someone said, yeah, you can open chat and you do it talking to randoms. And it can be positive in that way or whatever. But the, the shining light I saw there was uh, I heard that in a game uh, of Commander Legends draft or sealed or whatever, what's actually up for grabs is you can win the game, but I th- I'm pretty sure, and I'll be corrected if I'm wrong here, but the winner is essentially who's voted, hmm. who was who was the best player. And it was like, I've seen little concepts of this like trickle into store events, usually with things like unsets, when we do like a pre-release for an yeah. unset, it's like, who was voted the best player. Uh, and, and by best, I mean, like, really enriched the game, that kind of thing. So they could have won. They could have done it stylishly with the most kudos or flair. Uh, or they could have run behind, but they, they affected the game the best way. And that's that's the person that wins. And I don't actually know on MTGO what's up for grabs. So you know, whatever. But it's just an interesting thought that it's like, well, winning's not everything from the traditional grounds. Right. But we still need to go, well, it's still a game where we're, we're trying to reduce life totals. Well, and to it's zero. funny that like, you mentioned that because I had I had seen that either in a tweet or in a, in a Wizards article and just kind of glossed over it. Um, mm. But I do remember in the moment thinking, wow, that's so funny because the cards they're printing into this format are really pushing us to be more competitive, aren't they? Like, yeah. and then you have on the opposite end of the spectrum this whole you know, I don't know what even you would call it, but whatever that is on MTGO, which I think is far closer to the to the mission and the foundation of Commander um, as a yeah, social form. Perfect, no, I mean it's not perfect, but I, I, I like I like the spirit. Yes, of the, it, the spirit is much closer to these to these the spirit of Commander. Let me put it this way: spirit of EDH. Um, Mm. Which, if you'll notice, uh, wizards will never, ever, ever refer to it as EDH because they can't. They can't. <laughs> it's Highlander, you know, like the Highlander. In the, I'm pretty sure it's a reason. Well, Cash isn't, you, you, I, you'll probably that's know part of it. It's like Highlander is actually a trademark thing. That's part of it, but they get to they they get to exert they get to throw some weight around because they have commander branded products. Um, mm. So it will always be commander to them. It does. I mean, they're the same thing, right? But. So, so set to segue into to, to Commander Legends, since that's you know, oh shoot, my microphone fell down. Sorry. Um, okay. Since we're recording this uh, one day for me, two days for you guys after the release, um, and the cards are out and people are starting to to play with them, those who can get their hands on them, my my boxes won't be here until I don't even know when because we have Thanksgiving coming up in the U.S. this week, so all the shipping gets jacked up. Um, but I was, and we probably, and, and we probably did talk about this in failed attempt number one at this podcast. Um, <laughs> I was scared to death of Commander Legends. I really was, um, because yeah. Wizards' track record for printing directly into our format has not been great. Um, 
you know, it's it's a small number of cards that have been big problems, but those but those problems are big problems that we're still dealing with. Um, and I was worried that, and especially once I heard that partner was back, I was just, ter- mm. I was just terrified. Um, I was just terrified. Mm. And, and I think, um, I think I'm, I'm really pleased to see, um, and, and I ate, I ate lots of crow in my article this week, um, that I was wrong. Uh, the, you know, the, it, as there are in every set, there are a handful of cards that it's like, ah, really, did we have to do this opposition agent? I think being at the top of the list. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad like this goes back to what we were saying before. I'm glad everyone's got a different opinion of it. I never want those opinions to ever get, uh, like soured with vitriol or anything. Cause I think that's way too far, but I think, I think we can agree to dis- disagree sometimes like totally. And, and I'm, I don't have as strong opinions really about a lot of the cards in this ruining right. my format. Cause I've always believed that I, I judged the, the way someone plays something rather than the card in a way sure. and in the spirit in which they play. Uh, and I told a story last week about how we all laughed about and, and, and applauded the correct play of a winter orb to like stabilize a player that I'd just dome for 36. And that's all he had to kind of stabilize for one more turn. And he bought a turn with on two life with a winter orb. I'm like, nice yes. play. That was excellent. But it wasn't to like, it wasn't there to like delete us out of the table and just like laugh. Like he's controlling right. the game. That was not the point. So that's the spirit, I guess, I, I kind of linger in for sure. And I'm I kind of, I think I've lost my point where I was going about it anyway. Right. But we'll um, find it again. oh, no, that's what it was. I know, I, no, I, I completely know what it was. And that was, uh, I don't think it can be uh, stressed enough how important your article was, the one you're talking about. Just, uh, the one, when was it? November 20th. Hey, that was two <laughs> days ago. So uh, <laughs> it, it said, it was the one, yes, please enjoy Commander Legends. And most importantly, it was, and I, I can't stress this enough for the Magic community, God, everywhere, seriously. The humility it takes to sit there and go, yeah, cool. This is what I thought initially. I was wrong. And that's fine. I'm not sitting here with my tail between my legs. I can just openly admit it. And we can have a discussion about it. And that's cool. Like, I think there's too many people that can't, stop and reassess and turn around with an opinion because they feel like they've lost some kind of credibility or ego or something like that. So that was the the general gist of what I wanted to just, you know, really punctuate that that was, that was powerful. It was like, good. We can now have a really cool, yeah, we've all had our, um, you know, times of excitement. It's a, it's a wild time in spoil season, yeah. you know, <laughs> a lot of uh, thoughts well, are swirling and- around a lot of like discussion and it's like, you know, and we, we, I think my point with like something like Jewel Lotus, it's like, hey guys, just let it, let it, let it, you know, organically see how it sifts in the ecosystem. Then we'll we'll make a statement, I guess. And I think that's true of all. You know of them, so. Yeah, and you know what's you know what's funny is is I felt I felt like I had to do that mm. um, because I, I had to write that article because I and and you guys probably saw it. Um, I had a, I threw what could only be uh described in retrospect as a temper tantrum <laughs> over uh Tavish thought mm. I I lost my mind and that and that was and, and 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 I believe the tweet was if this isn't quoted it's it's very closely paraphrased I said something like uh you won't convince me not to hate this card and everything it stands for mm. and I because I tried to be it you know here's 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 the, the joke part of this is that it was early in the morning I hadn't had my coffee yet and I just fired off a hot take and then doubled down on it because I'm a dude and that's what stupid dudes do. <laughs> um, 
But I think, I, I think with the benefit of hindsight, I think it was a few things. It was for, for one thing, it was confirmation bias. It was, this was my gotcha. This was like, aha, I knew this set was going to be bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You're it. looking for it in a way. Yeah. You know? I was looking for it. Right. Um, the other thing was, um, and this is something I've been talking about with people a lot lately, and I would love to hear what you guys have to think about it. Um, we are trapped. Uh, right now. Mm. And this, again, talking about divorcing your emotions from the product and the creator of the product versus the experience that the game provides. We are trapped in a never ending cycle of product, spoiler season, product, announcement, spoiler season, announcement, product, mm. product, 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 and so on. And we those don't have get a time, chance to sure. breathe anymore. No. Oh my gosh. Like, ha- how long have we gone in 2020 without something mm. like maybe four days throw, throw some banned and restricted announcements in there because they can't make standard work. But like, uh, there's never not something. Yeah. It's like the and, conversation's and again, drying up quick. Uh, add something. Exactly. And, and again, I, I, you know, I understanding that this is a company that realizes how fat the golden goose is. And is trying to get all of the all, all, as much yield from it as it can, um, but what that does to us, um, not just content creators of which I'm a very small small time one, um, but just the community in general, we are just constant. We are being ping ponged between things, and it's like, oh, I think I love that. Oh, I think I hate that. And when we start to feel like we have to have a strong opinion on everything, yeah, that's because that's that's you, been a great point. A few opened, people poured, uh, have pointed out, and that's it's a really great one to um, punctuate again. It's like, hey, you don't have to have an opinion about everything. And um, even I've found myself like, I don't, I don't feel that like that because I feel like if I'm going to say something, I'm going to feel pretty strongly about it, or else I'm just not going to say it. But it's like, uh, especially if you start to consider yourself a content creator, quote unquote, you're just like, well, well people are going to go, what do you think? What do you think? And um, even to the extremes of I heard like the command zone, like they'll be like, everyone's like screaming at them going, you got to have a take on this. And it's like, well, not necessarily like, you know, right. Um, and they often do, and I guess, but I, I feel like yeah, I'm pretty much not going to, or I'm just, I'll slow roll it and I'll be like, well, I'll probably talk mm-hmm. about it weeks later when it's not even a conversation anymore, maybe, but you know. Well, and you know, what's so funny that you mentioned Gilded or uh, not Gilded, um, Jeweled Lotus. Mm. Um, which is not as good as Gilded Lotus. Um, <laughs> I love that comparison. That was really good. Like it was, it was thank and you. then the, uh, right, right off the top of the my mox, head. the mox amber as well. Like was, a, I think, an adequate one. Where it's like, yeah, this can be powerful in the right spot and good, but like not yeah. necessarily. But but that it that I don't I didn't even realize it in the moment. But that is where I kind of awakened to the we don't have to give in to the to the sort of ethereal pressure to constantly be going on and on about something because the, I remember the morning of Jewel Lotus and like Twitter was, was just absolutely melting down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cards. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's really just okay. And, and, and if it's not, and if it's not, and if it turns out it's a big problem, It'll get dealt with. Yeah, exactly. As happens it's, it's with cards fine. that become big problems. Yeah, we can breathe. But I think yeah. I, this, this, you know, and, and and I'm not trying to take a victory lap just because it turns out that we were right about Jewel Lotus, and it's not as good as I think everybody. I think people just saw Lotus 
And for whatever reason this time, we're like, <gasps> even though nobody flipped out over Nick's Lotus, which in my opinion is on on balance a way better card for Commander mm. than Jewel Lotus is. But um, that was a clear example of just the state of the magic discourse yep. is that it's just a constant set of things to get really happy or really sad or really pissed or really excited about. A hype cycle, and, if you will. <laughs> uh, and I will. Mm. Um, yeah, I absolutely will. And, and and it's just, we have to, That that's a roller coaster we can choose to get off. I think that's we, another we, important we, point, exactly. That we really, truly can choose not to feed that beast. And, and, and a lot of people don't think, think they can. And it's like, no, you totally can walk away for a week. And like the world is, you know, like the world's not going to stop. Like, it's fine. Or you can you can have the nuance take. You can have, like you said, just, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it when I have an opinion on it. Mm. Or, you know, I'll need to see how it, I'll, I'll need to see how this goes. Mm, exactly. um, you know, I'll. Uh, you know, maybe it could, looks could be good, could be really bad. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I, I we we can do that, and I and I understand that suggesting that there's room for nuance on Twitter.com um, is just foolish. But, um, <laughs> True, there there is, and and I think that's that's why I felt like I had to write that article just to 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 kind of clean the slate and. For if if selfishly, if nothing else, then for me mm. going forward to be like, okay, th- you know, don't do that again. Do this instead. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and I think that that as as commander players, especially as the year of commander TM, uh, thankfully starts to wind down. Um, I think that's something we need to be really mindful of going forward because it really does feel like. Wizards right now, especially especially now that it has just figured out that this is the format that makes it all its money, um, is going to be all gas, no breaks with Commander, um, possibly right up to whatever the very end ends up being. Yeah, no, I, th- um, I think that's it with cards, uh, designs, printing, whatever. They will be, they, you know, who are we kidding? Of course, they're going to be continuously pushed because we're talking about that cycle continuing and how do you reach above the last version of, like, iteration of that cycle and keep the people kind of just buzzing about, whoa, look at this. And like like you say, it's it's completely leaning into there's going to be those uh, bad conversations too. And I, I think they're fully aware. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be those 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 pretty fiery conversations about IE Jewel Lotus because they printed mm-hmm. something really powerful. And and for the, like, I, I'm fairly sure it is the whole good, I mean, bad, pub, uh, sorry. What is it? Bad publicity is good publicity, all that stuff. It's like- Any, pe- any publicity Yeah, yeah people publicity. are talking about it. That's all like full stop. Yeah. Like, there you go. And, 100%. Um, and, and, I, and I will guarantee there is, a, there is an executive at Hasbro who has said that exact same thing. Yeah, push it harder. Like, you know, like you know, print Black Lotus or whatever. But like, it's- I, that That having been said- I, I I can't remember. I was talking about this with somebody the other day, and I can't, I still can't remember what movie or TV show this is from. Um, but somebody was was two characters were talking, and, and one of them hadn't done like the big crazy thing they could have done, and that that the other guy asked him why, and he said, "Real power is knowing when to leave a little something on the table." Mm. And that's a lesson that I wonder if Wizards wouldn't, well, it has more to the point, wouldn't be wise to think about just in the sense that, like, let's be realistic here. 
we're getting to a point where you can't go further. Like in a in way, in the middle of this <laughs> pandemic, you can't. Like the, the you, your, your players are not going to be able to keep dumping money into this game at the rate they have. Yes, and that, if, that's that's very if, true. If like uh, coming this hundred dollar this hundred dollar collect this com- commander spellbook thing, um, which I'd love it. I, I just can't buy it. I don't think <laughs> you know. Like exactly, exactly. Seems neat. I, I'm probably not going to get it. Um, a great many people probably aren't going to get it. Mm. Um, you know the 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 having the audacity to be like, huh, we're reprinting Fetchlands in a $300 secret lair. Um, oh, that was something. That was something. That was really something else. Um, you know, the, the again, collector boosters and, and all of these things that are aimed at just squeezing more and more out of us. Here's the thing, I think, for Commander players. A, um, the professor has never been more right about buying singles. Uh, but B, um, we, you know, vote with your wallets become a cliche. But the way that I'm interpreting that in this context, and I think the advice I would give to people who are starting to feel rightfully a bit overwhelmed by this constant deluge Mm. of just crap, um, is it's okay to not have everything on release day. Yep. It's okay to not have everything ever. Um, Commander, you're, you're in luck because Commander is and will always be the format where you can make a deck that works and that you enjoy first and foremost out of the stuff you have lying around out of five cent bulk chaff that you pick up at your local game store or off of a, off of an internet uh, reseller um, and sit down with your friends and have fun with each other in the context of a game of magic. Mm, Exactly. Commander is not, Commander's not legacy. Commander's not modern. Um, you can't, it's, you know, Commander isn't a format where, oh, I don't have four copies of this $80 card. Can't play. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have eight copies of this $80 card because it goes in two decks. Can't play. Um, we're not that. Um, and, and I think that's where if, if we, no matter how much Wizards tells us to keep spending, 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 we can and very much should be uh have some discernment over how we spend and making choices that are healthy for us more than they're healthy for and this is what yeah, and I, I think that's buying think... a secret layer <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, i was gonna say it's 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 very much because it does a feed into the obsessive nature of a lot of or why exactly you said at the start like why we're into this game and, and why we're the target for this that that's very much uh at the core of most enfranchised players uh, and it's like i just need to have it all and it's like well you there is a point you really don't there is a point like a point where you need to go self-examine and just go well i don't and i can skip these few sets and that's the thing too like it's fine you're not going to be left behind i've played with plenty of people that haven't upgraded the deck since 2018 and it's fine mm-hmm. i mean now people talk about power creep whatever but to be honest i'm not playing that game i really aren't i mean that it depends if you're playing cdh all power to you, but like it's that's. I think you need to keep up to date and something like that. I guess without without uh, without speaking out of school, um, and I uh, I don't know when this will come out relative to another thing that I've been a part of that will be coming out. Uh, but that topic about just sort of the the existential pressure to constantly be juicing things up mm. and juicing things up and juicing things up on on our on the deck building and play group level. 
um, is, is something I've had. I, I very recently had a really good discussion with someone about mm. it. And um, if you're familiar with me at all, um, I will be vomiting it all over Twitter. So you will not be able to miss it when it comes out. But that is, that is a topic that I think um, I, I'm with you. I, I don't power. I, I'm really kind of over the term power creep just because yeah, me too, power, me creep, too. power creep is inevitable. Okay. But it implies Again, a pressure. This is a it's tw- like, it doesn't need to be. Well, it, it, it has a it has a negative connotation in the sense that it, it, it has a malevolent connotation. Mm. This is a 28-year-old game. If creatures had never evolved beyond what creatures were in 1994, Planky. magic would have <laughs> died in 1999. <laughs> legendary, exactly. legendary banding horsemanship. Yeah. Oh, man, play that. Yeah. Exactly. How, how, about, how about a legendary creature for like, Three blue, red, black. That's a one three with no abilities, yeah. oh, so, and just some really bad flavor. Some Sveitri Scarzam action, exactly. Like, yeah, and and that's the, so, that's the joy sometimes. But yes, no, keep going. This is so so power creep or whatever you want to call it is part and parcel of keeping a game alive mm-hmm. for twenty eight years, stoking the flames. You're building on it every month at this point, right? Mm. Um, so yes, car, they're, they're, they're going to push boundaries. They're going to do things they haven't done before. They're going to look at a card and say, well, here's a card we made 15 years ago. We are going to put out this card, which is just that card, but better. Mm-hmm. That stuff's going to happen. Um, a jeweled Lotus was always going to happen as long you know, whether it was this product or something else. Of course, that was going. To, they've done every other spin on the Lotus you can pretty much do at this point. Yeah, um, that stuff isn't in and of itself. I don't think is the problem. Mm. The problem is that Wizards creates, and we are willing participants in the pressure to feel as though we have to keep up. Yeah, I was about to say that, and we, we have, have to keep to up, have, and we have. Here's the deal. We do not. Again, this is a ride we can get off anytime we want. Um, You know, I I think when people are like, well, should I buy a booster box? It's like, do you want to buy a booster box? Mm. Are you okay? Is, is like, do you, is that money? Get, you know, is, is is that money you should be spending on like food and shelter? I think that's the no. thing. Should you exactly? You know, and it's like, or you 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 evaluate that's, what happens that's if you get to it. Individual, or you're doing because exactly. everyone else because everyone else is. You know, like it's some I, sometimes I use, you do want to be part of that, I guess. But it's yeah, is it sensible? My, my deal with magic is that at this point, I spend my spending on magic is ninety percent what I am paid from cool stuffing to write my articles. Yeah. It goes right back into Cool Stuff Inc. to buy magic products. So when I buy boxes of stuff, which I do because, A, um, I've liked opening booster packs since I was a kid opening Star Wars. And, B, um, sometimes my – see, I'm a big fan of people who aren't in America. As much as I love my American friends, I love that I have all these international friends. (laughs) So my my BFF Jim – up in up in Canada from the Spike Feeders, um, when a new set comes out, if he and I both have booster boxes, we'll throw on our cameras and we'll open them with each other and trade stories Love and it. make jokes and everything. Um, and that's a fun experience I get to have with my friend. Hmm. Um, yes, the, the product is a little more integral on that one, but um, 
you know, Wizards doesn't pay us to do that, right? Like, it's absolutely free marketing for their product, and we don't care because we're having more fun with it. Mm -hmm. But that's why. And so I can justify the money, and I don't have to justify anything else. So I'm okay buying booster boxes. But I'll have people... People will ask me sometimes in DMs, it's like, well, I really want to get this card or this or, or a box of this set, but like, man, things are so tough. And I'm like, Don't buy. Yeah. card's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Set's not going to go anywhere. Um, it's a, that, that false, that, 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 that sort of um, false logic that, well, release day for Commander Legends is November 20th and you better have a whole case on your front door on yes. November 20th or else you're missing out. No, you're really not. Like I say, fear um, of missing out, you got that FOMO, you know, so... You know what? Like, go, you know, you know what the smartest thing people could do right now, rather than overpaying for a Commander Legends box, go buy like a, a, a Theros Beyond Death or a Core Twenty One booster box for dirt cheap. <laughs> hang on to it for a couple of years and then open it or then sell it. You know, like, like that's that's part of that's part of that that's where we have to have we have we owe it to ourselves to each take a little more control mm. over this because we can say at any point. I don't care. You can you can sponsor all the tweets you want. You can sponsor all the streams you want. Wizards of the Coast. I'll buy this. I'll buy this when I'm good and ready. I will buy it in the form that I want. I will buy it in the quantity that I want. And leave me alone. Yep. Um, because again, that ties right back into Commander. Because you, you know, if you asked ten Magic pros who aren't Commander players. To come watch you, the three of us and a, and a friend play Commander. All they would do is want to rip their hair out at the misplays <laughs> and the deck building choices. Exactly. And why did you tap your lands like that? And why didn't you attack for one? And right? Because they see it through a different context, a different lens. Um, than we do. This is the format where I could give a flip if you misplay. I misplay if if, if I don't have ten misplays in a game, then that's a good day. <laughs> Gone nuts, yeah. Me too. Um, take back my decks. Totally thing, you know, hundred percent. My 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 decks are what they are. Some of them are mean decks. Some of them are like you know pet decks that I really am proud of, even if they're not necessarily the most optimized. Um, not a single one of my decks is 100% foil and probably never will just because I don't care. Mm. Um, though I acknowledge that that is a thing for some people. But again, doesn't have to be for everybody. Um, some of my decks have yet to ever win a game and I still play them because I enjoy them. And I don't care if I win. Um, and that's what Commander is all about. Yeah. Commander is about far more than the linear progression from beginning of game to winning of game. Mm-hmm. It's about what happens before, after, in between, all around it. And if you look at, again, if you look at the actual capitalistic product framework around this game, if you look at it in that same way, it can really help liberate you from a lot of those non, what they, I mean, they truly are nonsensical pressures that get put on us from wizards and from other people who are really heavily invested in the game Mm. to make us feel like 
we have to keep up. We, we don't yeah. want to miss out. Yeah. We have to be there. We have to be, you know? Yeah, pressure sucks. And, and that's the kind of thing. And I like you, you, where you're going there because it touches on something. And um, I, I keep thinking this one card from when we spoke last time as it completely embodies all of this. And it is where I wanted to get to as far as sharing some of your like commander philosophies, which we've kind of just started to do anyway. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's the... There was, I remember last time we spoke, it was, it was uh, there's a lot of conversation on playing strictly better cards, quote unquote, and, and things like that. And pressures that way that totally lead into that. And they can be misleading and, and you, it can be hard to see outside of that sometimes. Like, I've got to play this because it's strictly better. And right. we talked about travel, Traveler's Amulet versus the Twig. <laughs> and, yes. and playing the Twig and when you got a comment when it's like, why are you playing that? It's like, I like the Twig. <laughs> And that's it. I, I, I'll do the same. I'll play Colfina's urn because it's an urn. It's cool. Like it's a pot. Like that's, uh, I want to play those things. I want to have a discussion about them. And I, I don't care if they're particularly the most optimal because a win to me. I mean, again, Commander is what it is to different people in different mm-hmm. ways, of course. But for me, it's it's putting a smile. I said it before, but like putting a smile on people's faces, hopefully by playing weird cards and, and sometimes winning a game with those weird cards and having an absolute cheer. It's great. But that's, that's kind of completely embodied in your deck lists. Like that's, that's, that's where I'm, where I'm at. You got horsey man, you got hot Daxos, like uh, you've seen them around the internet now. A couple of places. And they're just like, they're a joy. And, and, and you talked about, People are like, oh, why, why are you playing hot Daxos? You could like totally just because run, he's hot. run Heliod or something. It's like, nope, it's Daxos. Like, exactly. If I wanted to win, I'd run something else. I wanted to build this deck because I think the art is a hot guy and I like looking at him. And <laughs> I got hella thirsty when he was spoiled on Twitter. And from that moment on, it was like, well, of course I'm going to build this deck. Yeah. Which one? Which one do you um, and, do you run? Do you run the normal art one, um, which is the more traditional kind of, um, uh, I guess. Oh I, no, like I do in I the do field, spe- or do you do the celestial kind of looking one? Space apps, yeah, space- absolutely space apps, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely space. My favorite. You know what's funny about that card? Yeah, that card, the the sh- so the space the showcase where the special one foil is like a fifteen cent card. Yeah, and the non foil regular one is like a fifty cent card. Yeah, I mean, I don't special I don't editions of cards that. lately have been pretty whack in in a way that it's like that's another one too. Like I've I think prices of of cards, things, whatever, when a new set comes out, all the special editions, you're going to be able to pick up those special editions pretty darn cheap very quickly. Like that's oh it's my god, yes. like it's seriously fine. Like here's this is this is as much MTG finance as I'll ever get. Um, right now. This, whenever you're listening to this, if you've ever wanted more of the enemy colored battle bond lands, yeah. go get the expeditions from from Zendikar uh, Rising because they are dirt cheap. Yeah, and you're going to be re- they're gorgeous because people have been ripping trying to get really fetch lands and you have them. their byproduct yeah. is opening a battle bond land to disappointment, and you're like, no, that's that's not a consolation prize. Like, no, that's, that's the dream. That's a great land. Like you want that? Yes, for sure, for sure. Yes, so. But but um, but yeah, on 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 the hot Daxos of it all, it's like so. Even even going back to Wanderer's Twig, I played it. I played it one night on a stream, and chat just went nuts. And it was like, <laughs> what are you using that Twig for? I'm like, it's the same as Traveler's Amulet. It's literally the same card. Like, then why don't you use Traveler's Amulet? Because it's a Twig. <laughs> That's hilarious. Come on, <laughs> it's a Twig. It's a it's a little twig, right? Yeah. Like I'm gonna crack the twig to go get a land. Like it's just it's so stupid. How could you not like that? 
And so again, so right from that moment on, well, twigs going in every deck I ever make, mm. and it will. Um, but even then, when I built, you know, when I built Hot Daxos, um, we we talked about this last time, I'm sure. That deck doesn't have an Aetherflux Reservoir. It doesn't have a Felidar Sovereign. I own both those cards, and they're never ever going in the deck because I don't want to win that way. Yeah. I don't care to win at all if it means going with really boring for to me and again to me really boring insanely easy to achieve win conditions mm. like that with, with hot daxos even if i get a slow start i'm up above 50 life by turn three pretty reliably yeah, it's comfy and if i happen to draw felidar sovereign in my opening hand or early in the game i'm gonna win the game for doing nothing it's gonna be very anticlimactic exactly Exactly. I would get no satisfaction out of that. None. Same with the Aetherflux Reservoir. Like, the whole Death Star idea was really cool for, like, the first couple months after Kaladesh came out. And then I got Death Starred out of enough games that I was like, I'm over this. I just, I I, I don't care for it. But I get people asking me that all the time. Like, well, well, like, if you want to win, why wouldn't you put those in? Because I don't care if I win. Because that's that's better. really, that's objectively better on one metric. Madly, deeply don't. I, because if if this if commander ever becomes for me if I don't win I haven't had fun then I'm essentially playing um, yep. a different that's thing. exactly yeah, that's what I, I, I was about commander. to say. Like, like, when it comes down me, to yeah. it, my philosophy for commander and there is times where I do want to just win and there are some times where I yeah. build a deck that will allow me to just win depending on the play group and depending on how salty I am yeah, against that play group but for the most part sometimes that's the energy but for the most part uh when it comes down to it I don't exactly care about winning if I win like I did last night awesome great but generally speaking <laughs> it's about the actual journey it's about playing the game and yeah. having fun yeah yes exactly yes right. because here's here's the thing think back you know th- think of the Think of the most memorable, like, five games of Commander you've ever had. Yeah. I, I, who won the game? Who won those games? It wasn't necessarily will you. And probably, most will of probably, probably not wasn't. be the first thing that comes to your mind when you access that piece of your memory. Maybe right? Because. because it's probably something that happened before the game was <laughs> over. It's the thing that you did that saved you or the thing that someone else did to save themselves or the weird one one in a million accidental infinite combo that no one could ever have predicted because it's such a weird confluence of 13 different cards. Like, those are the things we remember. We remember what made us laugh. We remember what made us smile. We remember that weird card from, like, Tempest that no one's ever heard of. And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's... That's why we play Commander. It's it, it, and here's the other thing, even even on the CEDH side, I think you know we've we've got we as a community have gotten really comfortable saying, well, that's that's the the that's the part of Commander where all you care about is winning. That's not necessarily no. true either. Exactly, there is still a lot of self expression and a lot of individuality and a lot of personality. In those in those players in their decks and in the games that they play, like you said it before, listen and to Jim from Spike Feeders. I, like 100%. he's the best, uh, one of the best people to hear about that stuff. And he'll say that like, no, it's not always about soul tearing turn three. Hey, you can be in a standoff to turn ten. We build decks with they were 
uh, he was saying his path, I think I heard on Shivam's podcast, was, yes, you, you're part of a play group that's on the same kind of contract in a way that they're trying to up each other. And that's fine if you're all on the same journey. And they started exactly. from normal commander decks and they started to grow more, more and more powerful and they really liked that. And they still had engaging great games and that's, that's what is captured. And they still throw really creative stuff in the mix, uh, but f- from a powerful... Uh, point but yeah sometimes it can linger to turn 10 and then oh side note too he he talked about what he plays in kind of a regular ish kind of casual commander he plays like the lich way of playing which is using yeah yeah lich's mastery and and the the card lich and my and that was that blew my mind in the coolest like living on the edge kind of way to play like it's so cool i've lost to that deck it's uh (laughs) it's well I, i i could never i could never say enough uh, I can never say enough nice things about Jim and the rest of the spike feeders. They are, um, they are, I, you know, it's, it's for as much as I think most, it, most commander players who are engaged with content creation, which is probably not most commander players, but of that subset, those of us who are kind of online, everybody kind of knows who the spike feeders are. They're, they're familiar with, you know, the, you're familiar but my God, the spike feeders are just so criminally underappreciated. Yes, I think uh, that for for what they do, for what for for the role they play in this community, um, you know, their content is just wonderfully charming. And never, I never feel in this, and I think we can all agree that this is not necessarily true for all magic content creators. Mm. I never feel like I need a shower after I yeah, watch the Spike yeah. Feeders. It's always level-headed. Um, or and, listen and to what they have to say. Concise, exactly. And and just like, it, but it's yes. positive. And I, I think that's it. And it's, I think I, I would like to think the content makes you remember why you like the game. And, you know, there's a there's a tone to it. Whereas it's not like, it's not pushing you to, to oh crap, i got to go and edit my deck because they told me to. I was like, oh no, I'm out, out of the loop, which is, yeah, I'll say it. They, there's been places never, that have they, felt like that. They're like, no, your cards are yeah. out of date now. It's like, well, slow down. Like you're not playing the same commander. I, I, will, I will tell you the easiest, the easiest way. Cause here's the thing. I, I am an alleged content creator, but I am also a far bigger consumer of content, mm. um, which I think is true for most of us. Right. Like, yeah. um, we, we, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we're not the command zone. So this is not our all encompassing, career and we you know we're certainly so busy with ourselves that we can't ever see what anybody else is talking about yeah we consume a lot of content and as a consumer of content the I, the easiest way to turn me off is to tell me or to tell me excuse me to tell anybody that they need to stop playing a card yeah exactly or they need to start playing a card or this card is is better than you think or isn't as good as you think or you need to stop doing yeah because it's incredibly and presumptuous like we're saying it's like it's, it's incredibly it's, presumptuous it's like you don't know my playgroup or the way i like to play or the you know that's what i get out of the game most importantly like it's where my joy stems from you know my, my answer to that is always the same whether it's you know johnny 10 million followers or bobby one follower <laughs> is my answer to that is who the hell says that i need to stop playing that yeah you because you don't get to tell me what to play no one does that's commander. Yeah. And I will and, and 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 I have died on this hill and I have I have had people decide they've had enough of me <laughs> uh, for dying on this hill, some pretty notable people and I and I wear it like a badge of honor. Um and I'll die on this hill every time. Yeah. That's commander. Whenever people ask me, how many lands should I run? However many you want. How many removal spells? However many you want. 
Um, which which vampire commander should I run? Whichever one you want. It's not Edgar Mark. The one with the cool. Um, yeah, the one with the cool art that you like. Exactly. Like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do, well, should should I should I make sure that all my basic lands match? If you want to, I never have, and I don't care that much. Jeff from MTG um, Lexicon had the I best f- answer to that. He uh, he actually says that it's uh oh, he was saying it's a law reason he r- runs completely mismatched basics because the whole point in, in the story, and he said it's explained in one of the books or something, but basically. You know these these planeswalkers grab the mana as the essence, but it's all the places they've been. So it's not necessarily like you're going to the same forest every okay. time. So and it's right. like he's like he loves that, and he's like, oh, always run mismatch basics because they're different places I've been. Beautiful, so, yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, there are people who will there are people who will say, okay, well, my commander is from Zendikar, so the, all of the lands are going to be from Zendikar. I love those, yeah. Or my commander, yeah, my commander is. Orzov, so all of the lands are going to have and are going to be evocative of the Orzov. Yeah, I've done that with um, architecture and birds. So <laughs> yeah, exa- or whatever it is, right? Like you know, uh, uh, you can you can pick you can, all of that is up to each of us. I've seen the Jace one actually. The, the all the lands with Jace in them and like all the deck. Oh, where he the, was wandering around. Yeah, and all, the whole deck is Jace, and it's like every thing has to have a jace in it it's it's i love that stuff i think it's it's really really good i do yeah and again that's 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 what this that's what makes this format what it is yeah like that's if you ask most commander players after they've started playing commander and continued playing commander for a good while because we all know there are plenty of people who kind of wade into commander either from other magic formats or into magic for the first time and they're like ah this isn't really for me and they go back to something else but if you play Met Commander and you stick around and you become a big Commander player, almost all of us are going to have, to some degree, that as our primary reason for playing this format. Mm. It's not, I mean, technically, yes, it's a 100-card singleton and blah, blah, blah. It's eternal format, yada, yada. It's the format where we get to do whatever the hell we want with no one to tell us what's better, what's worse, what's right, what's wrong. Uh, it's entirely our call. Because self-expression, that, yeah. It really is. And as long as Commander is that, Commander will be fine. Yeah. And I don't see any reason to believe Commander will ever not be that. Yeah, exactly. Um, we will look after it. It's fine. We'll just, uh, it organically will will be what we want it to be, you know? Like, it's, it's you know, it's not going to, I think it's it's not going to be changed against our will or anything uh, in, in <laughs> well, you can't let it, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, no, I'm just going to keep playing and embodying the commander I want to play. And uh, well, and, and you know, it's to, to 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 give an example of that. A lot of a lot of what I'm seeing because you know, again, as we do, we you know the royal we. When opposition agent was spoiled, mm. I'm sure you were both on Twitter that day. How many tweets <laughs> did you see calling for that to be preemptively banned? Yep. Does anyone want to buy a copy? A I've zillion got a tweets, copyright right? here that I don't want. <laughs> you want to play it though, Chesh, don't you? Not really. Like, Maybe. It's, well, I mean, hey, look, it's okay, you know, every fire, every fireplace needs some kindling. Yeah, Josh, it's, you it's, know, not, so it's not as broken as people want to think it is. It's easy to deal with. No. It, it's much like the Lotus. It's and way overhyped. Yeah. Here's and and I'm so relieved to see the tenor of that conversation now that we're actually into the release has gone to. Yeah, it's a really powerful card, and and everyone's going to have their eye on it, but Commander players and rule zero will keep that card in line yeah. like they do with almost everything. If someone's using it to big and boy players from like getting off their first right yeah, there. 
if they're using it to get off their first land with Evolving Wilds and a Precon, then it's like, well, that's a person issue, not a card issue. Like, it's it's something different. Exactly. Well, right. And, 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 and that's the thing, is is the cards are tools. Yeah. The cards are... The cards are toys that we play with. Truly. I mean, mm. they really are. They're toys that we play with. It is almost always about what you do with them. Yeah. Um, that, that makes the difference. And commander is a format and it's players are players who are more than willing to self govern, even mm-hmm. within the context of an individual game and be like, you know, how many, I mean, how many times have you guys, you know, been at a table with someone who just cannot draw lands to save their life and it's turn five and they're on their, their three land drops behind us. And, and, when that happens, I'm just like, please go fetch a land. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Or go get two if everyone else has been ramping on it. And like, I'll even say too, I think uh, Commander has the aspect of the, the aspect of the game in Commander that uh, no other format has is is the conversation. And it's like that is yeah. one of the most powerful things. We, I mean, I still don't know how to really use it, but like it's it's politics, of course, but it is the whole, hey, you know, we're going to look after you here or I feel bad for you or like not going to help. Like, yeah, exactly. Like that's that's always going to be there and that's another layer that no other format really has. Do you know what would have made Opposition Agent more playable? <laughs> if that? it was a rogue pirate. Also it would have been more I mean, on theme. Yeah, just that's saying. a bit over the top, but yeah. Not, <laughs> not, I mean, really. I, I, not broken. It's, I was just like, that's that's a lot of love for those two tribes but, at the moment. But, wait, uh, and that's the point. Maybe like, in white, this, but I'm not too far based on pirates it's in black making it a pirate rogue would have been so much better than hang on let yeah. me just pick them up what are you buddy human rogue but of course it's a hu- it's a hate rogue. bear cool yeah but of course rogues are getting some love lately i mean i would love to see it in white but whatever because we've got those effects nah, in, i don't care know, about it's the notion agent notion thief thing is yeah but uh yeah, I, I'm not, but at the same time, I'm not going to get too like, oh, white needs all the help it can get, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe on, on, on some really extent, does. but again, I'm, I'm not. I'm really, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest as a guy whose signature deck is a mono white yeah, deck. Yeah, true. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm starting to get tired of all of the woe is white stuff. Yeah, like, there's plenty of great yes. stuff in white. I, I, I will not, I will not argue that white is not green when you stack up white well nothing is green. no exactly <laughs> but and when you stack white up against every other color it's gonna it, it's gonna fall short to some degree or not mm. that having been said there are many ways to build decks with white in them if not mono white all the way that are effective at some of the most some of the most Classic, iconic, powerful cards in this format are white. Yep. Wrath of God, Path to Exile, Swords to Plowshares, Land Tax. I can go on forever mm. because that there, you know, every color has their share. But I'm really, I, I'm, I'm starting to really get irritated with the sort of Napoleon complex yeah. that that about white. Yes, white has been underserved. And yes, Wizards has attempted in recent products to address that to varying degrees of success. Um, I think some of the cards that have come out for white have been more accidentally helpful mm. than the ones that were really meant to be helpful. Um, like, for example, um, like I think Mangara the Diplomat was meant to be helpful, and it was. Um, 
But there are how many, you know, like Verge Rangers, I think, in the Aquaria Precons was meant to be helpful. And it sort of is, mm. but I think that's more of more of a wet fart than I think most people hoped it would be. Um, I was going to say, I, I, I personally like that's the, okay. the challenge of digging a bit further in white. And, and that's the thing. Like, you don't, you don't have these generically right. well, like, you know, you've got, you got some great removal answers and that kind of thing. Uh, but to find the things that make your deck tick in particular, you've got to do some digging in it. But I think in a satisfying way. Like, I've been, I've been playing against a Darien deck lately that plays some really wild stuff, and I love it to bits. Like, he's running Dinga stuff mm-hmm. and, and Angel's Trumpet and stuff like that. It's powerful. Like, it does the Daxos thing. It get, it's gaining the life to a point where he can't even catch this guy. <laughs> and and right. then it's just like, it's it's not locked up, locked up the board in an oppressive way, but it's it's completely rattlesnaked. Like you can't touch. Like <laughs> Darien's get a hundred, a uh, hundred soldiers, and yeah, it's it's wild. And but there's some really creative stuff in there. Whereas some of the generic good answers do help, or like the good pieces do help for like card draw ramp, whatever. But sure. we'll always talk about how how many of them you're playing in your deck because you feel you have to just for white to keep up again. And you know, like I think we talked last time about. As soon as you feel like you've got to add these 15 cards because, you know, you just have to do the staples. Right. Well, that's 15 less cool cards, you, you know, like creative cards you can throw in there. So, I mean. I'll I'll, I'll repeat this, whether, whether, whether I said this explicitly the last time or not, I don't know. But just in case anyone's clear, anyone's unclear about how I, me, one person, this guy, Dave, feels. And I say that because I know people tend to pull these things out and assign them to you or to the world or whatever. Just me. There's no such thing as an auto-include. Exactly. There's not. Not not ever. Not in any commander deck ever. Not soul not soul ring. Not and people will say basic lands. Not really, because there are more than enough non-basics that you could probably you can easily build a deck without. I saw a deck the other day that just that did no Um, no basic MDFCs or whatever, and it was it was amazing. (laughs) They're like, can it be done? Yeah. Totally. You know, price of progress will hose you, but of course it can. Sure, yeah. but you know, but you know that when you're building, yeah, the deck, and it's, right? it's fun. Like, just like, just like you know, if you're not putting a soul ring in, you know why you're not putting that soul ring. Totally. In. You know, if you're if you're running a, a green deck and your ramp package doesn't have, say, burgeoning, mm. you know why you don't have burgeoning, right? Either you can't afford it, or I've got one and it lives it. in another deck. Exactly. Like it's exactly yeah. or or. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of cool on burgeoning just because of how many times I've been like, oh hell yeah, turn one burgeoning, and I got to play exactly one free land with exactly. it, exactly, and then it sat there and did nothing the rest of the game, right? So I'm I'm a little like I don't even look at I don't to me what a card a card that may seem very obviously as well of course that goes in a ramp deck for me it's like I don't know does it <laughs> like is is there something you know like is there something I'd rather have yeah yeah um. So, you know, the auto includes aren't a thing. Um, you know, people can look, you know, I, w- I would love to see that Darien deck. People can look at my hot Daxo stack and, and they could go, I could have shown to a hundred people. And I get a hundred responses that are like, well, have you considered adding this card or switching that out for that? Or why don't you run this? And, and the answer is always going to be, because this is the way I want this deck to be. Built. Exactly. And, I think and that's, that's going to have to be okay with everybody. And I think that's the best uh, point. To punctuate and, and end on for our um and mainly magic chat. We'll keep talking about magic, I'm sure, in our um questions. But um yeah, like full stop, I think we we advocate that too. It's it's you know, and that's why we love talking to you, Davey, but it's 
you know, play the cards you want. <laughs> it's have fun and like, you know, don't take this too seriously. Like it's, you know, we are playing a game. It is still, a, yeah. it is a game. Yes, it is a game that is meant to be fun and even more so when we're dealing with Commander because it is a format that is explicitly meant to be social. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so think about why you're playing it exactly. Um, but yeah, we're going to move over now, I think, to... Uh, it's funny, you've, asked, you've answered these questions before. We we answer... We, I, ha- I will have no... I, don't, I no, know no, what one of them is. I, but at the same time, I, I'm, I think it's the type, type of thing that could totally change within a space of a couple yeah. of months, which is really fun. But uh, we, we love to ask, of course, our, uh, our guests uh, a bevy of questions to, to find out mostly what's outside the world of magic what influences that kind of thing because i always put it every person in the world is interesting that's what you got to put it to um well i'm going to do my best to prove you wrong there buddy <laughs> no no I, I i i absolutely um uh detest that i think you're, uh, you uh you told me that last time like what you talked about last time i couldn't stop thinking about like the big bird movie we talked about stuff like that anyway oh yeah yeah so okay. whether you drop All that again i don't mind you you do you uh but yeah we're gonna run through <laughs> uh our questions we haven't done them for a few weeks chesh because we spent quite a few weeks with guests but talking about uh commander legends that kind of thing a couple of our episodes had two guests on so it was a bit unwieldy to ask these questions as much as i wanted to to like the guardian project guys and um commander at arms guys but I think we're back to it, back in our flow of of, of asking these fun questions. Uh, so so let's let's fire it up. The first one we ask everyone. We need to know because I'm going to do a spreadsheet and do an infographic. I'm, I'm no doubt of like what the stances are. But Davy, pineapple and pizza. What's your stance? Absolutely not. Next question. Yes, done. There Thank you, know. you for not being crazy. <laughs> I've, I've, I, <laughs> well, I I completely Chesh, forgot what Chesh, your answer was. Chesh, let's 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 calm down. I'm crazy, okay, but not crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> All right, Chish. Uh, I'm oh, quite sure that my answer last time was absolutely not next question. So exactly, I don't think exactly. Uh, Chish, Chish, you have the next question? Uh, no, I don't. No, that's okay. Well, <laughs> while you get it up, I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep uh, going. Can we, but, not, um, can we not say we have, like get it up? No, you know oh, I've been making innuendo. I was going to let that go. Oh, never let that go. In your endo, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not editing that out because we're does, a fast and loose. Which very you just easily, say in your head, which very easily feeds into pet card that you love that might not be the best, <laughs> but pet pet card you love. Okay, so I'm guessing that maybe last time I said Wanderer's Twig. Yeah, and I think um, that's where that conversation came from. Um, I think that's where that came from. So I'll, I will choose. I will choose a different one, um, and. Uh, I I will actually I will go with I will go with Horsey Man for this. So mm. um, Horsey Man, it, for those who have not uh, seen my my Horsey Man deck, uh, Horsey Man is Sun Quan Lord of Wu. It's a it's a mono blue commander from uh, Portal Three Kingdoms, and his ability his only ability is creatures you control have horsemanship. So essentially, um, and and if you're newer to Magic and don't even know what the hell horsemanship is. Horsemanship is basically better flying. I was going to say cooler flying, that. exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, and I just I love the visual of like, um, Come you know, me. <laughs> yeah. My opponent's got thirteen Eldrazi Titans, but here come my one ones on horses that just think that, that all the Eldrazi. Oh, I can't do it with these horses. It's, um, it's it's the Lord of the Rings thing. It's you so know? Like, silly and I, it's so stupid. I love it. But basically, yeah. So horsemanship, you can only block horsemanship creatures with horsemanship creatures. So. Um, I, 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 
was looking years and years ago, I, not years and years, but a few years ago, I was looking to build a new deck. And I was, I was, as I do often, I will troll around like the low end of the search results on EDH rec and see like the commanders that people aren't playing. Me too. And I want to, I want to say and sub, try sub to, hundreds, you know, like <laughs> if yeah, it's like a hundred, like, like three decks. <laughs> yeah. And I found this one and I'm like, okay, this is so stupid and I love it and I'm going to do it. Because, like, who builds a mono blue aggro deck? This guy Hell does. yeah. So, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a deck that is a mix of creatures that do good things when they cause damage, uh, cards that get me good things when creatures do damage, and then regular blue nonsense stuff. And, um, it is silly, and it is slow, and it is... But it leads to really funny, dumb situations. Like, 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 legitimately, I've beaten people because Horsey Man with some sort of assemblage of equipment was able to get through. Just get through exactly when the opponent had like an Emrakul sitting there, yeah. and they're like, "It's so ridiculous that I can't just gallop." Like, well, he can't. He's not a horse. <laughs> so. Um, that's, that, that to me, that example, again, that sort of exemplifies commander because that's a card that most people look at that and be like, what are you, what is even wrong with you? And I'd be like, it's a horse. Yeah. Horses are funny. Exactly. And therefore this is what we're doing. That's, so, that's also why I'm, um, uh, I was going to say before I'm building, I don't know why this, this commander spoke to me so much from commander legends. I've said it a couple of times, but I'm building Lathiel the unicorn and it's like, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I have no idea why. It just looks fun. And it like looks really straightforward. I'm like, I don't care. I want to do not Faladar uh, Sovereign stuff. That's fine because too easy. I want to do weird things like switching other people's life totals with uh, Ever Halcyon yeah. Witness on the table or something. Like you become four and I become 122 and like just weird stuff like that. I just, yeah, it looks fun. And Hot Daxos is in there, of course. You know, that's that's of one of your Soul Sisters pieces. Like it's it's great. Soul Brother. Uh, and and mm-hmm. it's just fun. So uh, that was one of those decks which really went, uh, oh, here's all these staples I could have because I'm in green. Do I need them? That's Not necessarily. Not so it's yep. going to be a fun deck. But yeah, there's a horse with a sword yeah. on its head and it reminds me of Shadowfax, Gandalf's horse. So mm-hmm. love it. Um, yeah, I don't know why horses are cool. They just are. Especially if they're like white and mystical and, 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 and unicorn or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, horse. I'm going to play that Stormherd card, which gives you Pegasuses equal oh, to your life man. total. And I'm going to make so 100,000 speaking- of them. It's going to be great. So. Speaking of speaking of hot Daxos, mm. I had a game a few weeks ago where I was at two hundred and some life. I think <laughs> I, had, I had Daxos, uh, both Soul Sisters, Oketra's Monument. No, not Oketra's Monument. Um, uh, a Johnny's Welcome, nice, and Anointed Procession on the board. I cast Stormherd. <laughs> <laughs> Stormheart resolved. And, Did you throw a, uh, like a long box of bulk onto the table? So this is how many seconds I got. I should have. Um, I ended up that game. I think we did all the math at somewhere around nineteen hundred life. <laughs> um, and it was still touch and go as to whether I was going to be able to swing with my several hundred 
Pegasus's or Pegasi yeah. before somebody else got me with commander damage. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You um, still got commander damage on the table. That's what I was exactly. Like, that's how you got so I, you said storm. Time. You said storm herd, and I just flashed back to that sweet, sweet moment where I broke spell table. Yep, because um, it could not handle anything above nine ninety nine. Yep. So high um, <laughs> score exactly. And for that reason, mm-hmm. I built in a bunch of stuff. I'm like, I want to do this at flash speed. So my Vidalconori is there, and my uh, whatever else is there. I think that's probably the only thing that can really do it at instant speed because all the other stuff is like creature spells and green can be cast at instant speed but that's there right. and like untap all my lands and just do some stuff i think I, I that was a little sub theme i built in because i want to do that kind of weird stuff at instant speed if possible because there's some really wacky life switching stuff as well that i mean yeah it's like yeah i want to do that for sure Hell yeah. So, yeah, look forward to that one for sure. Uh, but, yeah, 1900 life. I want to be that. I want that energy. That's fantastic. Oh, it was, it was so it was so choice. That's excellent. So, next one was, uh, would, who would you most like to have dinner or a drink with, dead or alive, real or fictional? Okay, yeah. Um, I am going to go... I think I'm going to go with the answer I gave last time, which I believe was Stevie Nicks. Yes. Um, Stevie X was the answer to something last time. I don't know if it was this question or another question, but I think it's this um, one. Stevie Nicks is, I think it was this one because she is so delightfully weird. Yeah. And just, there's never been another human being alive except maybe Cher, who's just a different kind of weird, um, mm. who's been more comfortable in her own skin and just owning all of her weirdness. Yeah. And she is like the, she, she is, she is the, 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 the black widow. She is a real life, witch. I am convinced she has powers. Yep. Um, she, if you're a, a, a toddler and you're not familiar with Fleetwood Mac, let me tell go you. listen <laughs> gather around go show. listen go yes <laughs> uncle david's gonna tell you a story um go listen to rumors and then go read about how rumors was made oh yeah you told this and last time and, you're, so true. and your brain's gonna melt out your ears yeah this is some so, like music history stuff that's worth noting it's like how do you put an album like that together when all that stuff's going on just it shouldn't have happened no and for it and for that album to have been an all-time great album is just like it, it's mind-boggling, and so I think of all of the members of Fleetwood Mac, um, she is probably the most down to earth, which sounds bizarre because she's the fucking witch. Hmm. Um, but um, I would, I would, I would kill to spend an hour just listen, just like Stevie, say whatever the hell you want. I'm not going to ask yeah. any questions. I'm just going to sit here and just have the best time. You just talk about whatever. I don't even care. Completely agree. Just wave, wave, wave your, wave your, your lace and hit your, uh, 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 uh tambourine every once in a while and we'll be good. So. Oh man, I'm going to watch, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to chuck on edge of 17 after this. I love that track so much, but, um, the, oh, so I realize good. I share a birthday with Stevie Nicks. Cool. Oh, really? Same birthday. Nice. Yeah. There's only a few. That's only awesome. a few people I know. Twenty sixth of May. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. She's badass. Like just cool style. Like creativity incarnate as well. Like I think that's the thing. It's like. Oh yeah. And I think that I I always look towards the people like, that can an be so absolute true artists. Yeah. So, so boldly, uh, just unique in in what they yes. the way they express everything. It's, I'm a big David Bowie fan, of course. Um, I've said it before, like. Noel Fielding as well. Like he's he's one of those creative pieces, like people that you just like, wow, that's 
I'm, I'm in a creative field and sometimes I don't know how to be truly creative, if that makes sense. And like, I'm still I feel like I'm exactly shackled by yeah. something and like, I haven't broken through yeah. yet. And it's like, I, I, you need to look at these people and go, wow. And then half it, I sometimes put down to confidence and it's like, how can I get it? <laughs> you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes you've got to have a little bit of ignorance just to go, well, I got to c- completely forget all this stuff and not let it affect me. But, you know, that's the journey that, that is life, I guess. So, but yeah. Um, also, is Rumours your favorite album from um, uh, or for Fleetwood Mac or, or even Stevie's works? Honestly, this is a cop-out. Um, but I would go with either um, the very best of Fleetwood Mac because it's a really well-assembled mm. greatest hits collection yeah, true. with some deep cuts. Um, or they did a, they did a, a, a concert album in 1997 when they reunited called the dance. Oh, cool. Um, that had a lot of the, a lot of their hits they did in ways that they had never done them before. Um, and you know, to hear them, you know, almost 30 years after rumors, Mm. um, coming back together and, uh, being themselves that, that version of themselves, um, not necessarily trying to be their younger selves, um, it, it the, the, that's a really, that's a really, really good, um, that's a really, really good way to experience Suit with Mac as well. Yeah, definitely. Is that album. I was going to say, it's, it's a type thing too. I don't think they particularly dipped or anything in like the, a lot of my like favorite prog rock bands in the seventies did something different in the eighties to try and like with theme of this episode, keep up. And it's like, you can definitely mm-hmm. take like, miss all that stuff because you don't want to it's like don't listen to the prog rock guys doing 80 stuff like mm, uh for the a lot of the thing anyway but i i love tango in the night 1987 and it's like it got some more like music of that time of course but got some some bangers like it's just sweet but more than anything Tang, yeah Tang, the, the art i'd love on a basic land like yeah that'd be sweet. Tang, tango in the night was when they were really starting to run into some trouble um, oh yeah, yeah. But Tango the Night, Tango the Night had. I mean, Tusk was on Tango the Night, I believe. Or wasn't? Um, isn't Tusk the? Or Tusk was on Tusk, right? Uh, oh, Tusk was on Tusk. Or Tusk was something uh, was in Tango. Yeah, that's right. Uh, big uh, is it? Big Love, and then um, uh, Big Love was on yeah. there. Um, everywhere, I think was on yep, Tango. Everywhere the night. was on there. That was a massive um, hit too. Uh, Tusk, I have as well, and I've and that's the one I think it's a slow release. I'm I'm still. I've got to listen to it more and more and more. And it's a Tusk is a little weird. It's a big album. It was also, I think, the most expensive album made at that time. I think I read something like that. Like it was obscenely expensive to produce. Um, but yeah, it's it's a double LP too, I believe. So it's there's a lot in it. It's it's a quite mm-hmm. a weird one. A bit earlier on, but um, yeah. Oh, dude, good Fleetwood Mac Stevie chat. Um, which is funny because, of course, you probably remember. There's a, another question about albums, but we'll get to that. Chesh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got Indeed. the next one up. Uh, sure I do. Sure. Uh, best no, magic. No, that. What? Uh, no, no. no. Wait, this one. Yeah. This one. No, didn't the we video just video game one? What? Didn't we just <laughs> do the album? video game one? Oh, I'm getting ahead no. of myself. No. Yeah. Don't know what you're talking about, mate. Uh, what's that, that, what's in your video game hall of fame? Uh, how many do I get to pick? One, as many as you want, or as few. Okay. Yeah. One? I'm going to say one. Donkey Kong Country 2. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the music. <laughs> uh, after that would be um, Zelda Link to the Past. Yeah, hot. Zelda Ocarina of Time. Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, Super Mario World. Super Mario Bros. 3. 
uh, Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy 2. If you've not noticed the theme, I'm a Nintendo yep, guy. Yep, I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Super Smash Brothers Melee. We, um, do, where do you sit on the Mario that, Kart Diddy Kong Racing debate? One of them is still getting made and the other only lasted one time. I, so. I know, I know. And my wife gives me crap about that every single time we bring it up. She's like, Mario Kart is just a superior game. I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe so. But like, I think you can't, you can't say Diddy Kong Racing is a bad game. You still get to love, you still get to love Diddy Kong Racing. It had so much It's a charm. game that, it, it did. It's just a game that didn't need to be made at that time. Probably not. Like that was, that was, that was, that was not the time for a game like that. When, like when if they had waited a, I was gonna, a while I was going to say when kart races started getting made and right. like after that, everything was a kart racer and it was just a bit too much. Yes. Um, I saw one the exactly. other day, the Star Wars chat. So we started watching uh, the prequels and just doing a whole run through of Star Wars. And I was like, Kate, have you seen some of the worst Star Wars games ever made? Oh, there's some awesome ones. And there was super bombad racing. And like, that's the peak of, oh, like, yeah. mm, that's the peak of when everything was a racer. And you're like, oh, heavens. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Did you go well, and that's rock? so funny because Episode One Racer was a spectacular. Oh game. yes, that was a that could even be in my top ten of enjoyment in games. And and I know that was a spectacular. That's one of my wife's favorite. And games. then they like, had to she, go she and, and yeah. jar jar it up with super bomb <laughs> Just as racing. you do. Get out of here. <laughs> as you do, you can always jar jar it up. Exactly. Uh, oh, good one, good one. Uh, so yeah, then we get back to music. Recommend us an album. So um, yeah, just from any time whatever it could be something recent you're vibing or an, an evergreen just great album i am gonna go i think i i think i remember what i picked last time i'm gonna pick a different one just because we're deeper into fall now and i i don't know about you guys but i very much associate music with times of year absolutely um yeah and th- this part of the year um the album uh throwing copper by live Oh my god! Yeah, um, I remember this. I, I had it when I was I was a youngling in the, in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. So here's a funny story about Live. Um, Live is from York, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour and a half from where I grew up in Pennsylvania. And the song "Ship Town" is an accurate depiction of York, Pennsylvania. And so every time I hear that song, I'm like, oh, they're talking about York, and it makes me chuckle because yeah. I've been to York enough times to know that it is a very crappy place um but yeah for for whatever reason for whatever reason throwing copper is one of my fall albums Mm. so this time of year it's like the you know the songs it's like two or three albums like the songs will be the ones that are randomly in my head when i wake up in the morning Mm. for no apparent reason and like pillar of davidson is one where like that one i'll just get like stuck in my head for out of nowhere just walking down the street going to the bathroom just whatever there's pillar of davidson like it's Oh, I love, it's like love it's like that. the anyway here's wonderwall meme it's like anyway here's pillar <laughs> so <laughs> no that's it and, and music is context music is i always say a bookmark uh in a really lovely way and um uh, I, I know yeah my uh, my wife and i have our history is completely every point and milestone is punctuated by an album and and in a really cool way and and that is continually true this year and that kind of thing and but yeah, your fall albums. I go to a band called Midlake. Very, very good. Um, and yeah, I, I just saw actually the um, looking up the throwing yeah throwing copper one uh, produced by Jerry Harrison of Talking Heads. That's pretty cool. Oh no way! I didn't even know that. Sweet. 
yeah no what a fun fact talking heads rock so yeah that's 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 a great album and i mean i'm gonna have to dig it up too because i that'll take me back to when yeah i was a lot younger and it was like my my older Mm -hmm. brother playing that album and you know i just and also yeah always remember the artwork like i'll never forget that on the The album cover is Mm. pretty uh yeah it's pretty iconic hot to trot so uh next one was yeah, here we go. What's the best magic art in your 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 opinion? And again, like to, to, just to not have to be objectively best because we could go, uh, you know, the I've said it before, the bird yeah, doing the, the horns and, yeah. and like you know the the stasis and right. everything. I love those because they're bad. I love skeleton ship because it's kind of bad and great. Like it's the best. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a few answers. Um, so enthralling Victor. Yeah, you got the play because... mat, don't you? I do. I have the plan. And it looks that. like Daxos um, a little bit. A little bit. Um, <laughs> and that goblin in the corner yeah. is just, Whoa. oh, he is enthralled. He's um, Adonis. Oh. Um, that, that, so that one, just because I'm I'm juvenile. Yeah. Um, Harmless Offering from Eldritch Moon. Yeah. Have a cat. Where it's, where have a cat. and But but you, it, if you're not paying attention, you will miss that the guy's finger is bandaged and that the cat has an Eldrazi tentacle yep. for a tail. Um, cause at first I was like, it's a cat. And then my friends were like, no, look at it, you idiot. And I'm like, oh, the cat's an Eldrazi. Exactly. Um, so that's a good one. And then I really, um, one of the things that, um, I just was such a, a, a galaxy brain thing that the, the art from, from Fatal Push, the original art, and then the showcase Fatal Push art from, uh, was it Double Masters? Mm. Where it's they flip the camera around. Oh, that's so what for it the, is. The, yeah, so in the original, it's the perspective of the guy doing the pushing, I believe, and then in the new one, it's the guy. It's from the perspective of the pushy, um, or the other way around. But yeah, I did, it's another thing that I didn't notice right away. That I was like, that's really freaking clever. Yeah. So the um, guy on the so other basically end basically the... now you you can you can have both. Yeah, yeah, both sides. So you, get, you get both perspectives of the of the fatal push moment. So the guy on the other side's doing the Wilhelm scream. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. absolutely, <laughs> oh, doing so a Wilhelm good. Scream. That's so good. Oh yeah, I never noticed that. That's really sweet. Yeah, I love little See, Easter eggs like that. It's I, I think that's really special. Like, this yes. is the one in um, Commander Legends. Uh, the the pirate that I had it here, but I'm not going to find it. But the pirate that steals a creature, threaten effects. Actually, I do have it here. One second. Where is it? But it's 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 the other side of Coercive Recruiter. I'm pretty sure it's the other side of a card from Ixalan. So it's like the the vampire. Oh yeah, uh, guy is is essentially in the art on the other angle, which I, I always yeah same deal. I I like those little callbacks. Very very cool. Those little yeah, those are those are always really neat. Yeah, I uh, when you said before that Gavin gave you a, a couple little like nuggets of uh, cool fun facts and information about um uh when with the Commander Legends spoilers. It, it just, I, I know, uh, I think he said it uh, specifically, but I, I've, I've, I've come to see it a lot. There's, there's absolute Easter eggs galore that we'll be finding, I think, for another year or two that people still haven't oh, found sure. in the art and in the, the flavor text, lots of little design kind of nuggets that, that really, yeah. again, just do embody. Like, they're things they didn't need to do, but they do because they love it. And it's, it's just super, yeah. super cool. I love that. Absolutely. Yes. hundred percent agree. Love it. Uh, so next one was, you got that uh, Chesh? I think you're on top. Maybe. I see your cursor. Get onto it. Don't know what you're talking about. Recommend <laughs> us a movie. A movie. Just one movie. God damn it. Sesame Street presents Follow That Bird. Oh, wow. Yes. 
<laughs> so, um, Sesame Street presents. So, so when I was very young, they decided Sesame Street was kind of uh, becoming commercialized for the first time. And that was when like Sesame Street Live was starting to be a thing. And they did a movie mm. in which um, uh, it's actually really heavy stuff when, when you watch it as an adult. Yeah. But basically um, this like board of, of, of uh, bird Karens decides that Big Bird uh, should not be living alone. Because Big Bird, because remember, Big Bird is like six years old. In, in the canon, right? He's perpetually <laughs> in a, deep a, Sesame a Street child. lore. Yeah. Yes. So they believe that this six year old bird should not be living alone with humans and grouches and Elmos and stuff. And so, therefore, the chief bird Karen comes to take him to live with uh, a bird family, which he immediately hates and runs away. And uh, learns about, and the Sesame Street people learn about it on the news from Kermit and Chevy Chase. Mm -hmm. And then they all get in their cars and Bert and Ernie are in a biplane. And they fan out across the country to find Big Bird and bring him home. And they do, obviously. But along the way, that movie, I swear, will absolutely wreck you. Like mm. you, there is, there is a scene that if that, that unless you're having the worst day of your life and you will, you will, if not, if not be sobbing ugly full on, you will be fighting back tears. Mm. And and I'm not going to say what it is because, because then it will lose the effect. But it's one of those that like, you never know when you, when you watch a movie or when you see a TV show and one of those moments happens and you're like, oh my God, what's happening? Especially Why am I it's in the of a, It's one of those. Quote unquote, kids, just, a kid's movie as well. You're just like, oh, I, like I have a ton of bricks. Yeah, oh, yes. this isn't going to affect me. And then it, yeah. I mean, Up was that like the first 10 minutes of Up was always like, yep, I'm done. Like, I'm just, I'm in tears. Big Hero, Big Hero 6 was like yep, that. Totally. I sobbed like a baby in the theater at Big Hero 6. Mm. Like me, a grown ass adult by myself. And then there were like some little kids who were like looking at me weird. I'm like, leave me alone, kid. <laughs> You'll just see. There's another layer of reality. You'll understand yeah, one exactly. day, and you'll grow up someday. It will ruin you. <laughs> but it's all okay because Big Bird does come home in the end, and then the count counts the credits, um, and it is delightful. Oh, I love it. And so, and it's got a, it's a musical, of course, because mm. Sesame Street. So there's a um, wonderful songs, um, tons of great cameos from '80s celebrities. It's 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 a delightful. It's a delightful film. I, I, I cannot I cannot recommend it enough. Like you're saying, it's like it wouldn't be an eighties movie without Chevy Chase and John Candy. Like perfect, perfect. Uh, I said, and I'm, it has both. Yeah, exactly. Van Dyke Parks does the uh, music, which incredible. Van Dyke Parks is a legend. And um yeah, that's uh, I think that's it. It's just there Sesame Street always has had a spot in my soul and I think Chesh knows how much of a Kermit fan I, I am and um, there's a there's a great uh, Twitter follow that's called Muppet History. They post some amazing stuff and I'm a big Jim Henson oh, fan of, of course, which is, you know, uh, Dark Crystal well, is one of my favorites. As, as I don't remember if we would have, t- we may have talked about this, but um, I graduated from the University of Maryland. Jim Henson graduated from the University of Maryland. Oh, cool. Um my friend, my friends, lived in Jim Henson's dorm suite our junior year of college. Wow. And that same year, they they had renovated the student union. And when they, to cap it off, they commissioned a statue 
It's a it's a bronze bench, or it's a bench with a bronze statue at the one end of Jim holding Kermit, oh, and they're talking to each other. My God, that's the best. That is the best. And I got to be there. I was there when they unveiled it. I I I probably lost the picture, but because it was a physical picture. Yeah. Um, but I took a picture. I was one of the first people to take a picture sitting on the bench next to Jim and Kermit. Um, so that that's. That's my my weird little connection to to Your Jim Henson. Yes, yes. Well done, well done, Josh. You're welcome. Rainbow Connection almost puts me in tears. I think it's a beautiful song. Like it's it's a good song. It's really good. It's really good. Um, also in Maryland, go Terrapins. Go Terps. That's right. <laughs> so I need to build a Turtle Man deck from Commander Legends. Ooh, I so that. I did it in our sealed event last night, and I got. I don't know why everyone hated the turtle. They just voted him off the table. It sucked. But anyway, it's a good. It's a. It, I'm gonna make the commander a, deck. He's, for sure. he's a unit. He's that, a unit. Turtle, he's an absolute unit. <laughs> he swole. Uh, love it. Love it. Uh, what was the next one? Where my notes go. Uh, good Muppet chat. Uh, where are we going? All right, this is a great one. We we love to see. Um, yeah, Pokemon. Do you have a a Pokemon a Pokemon you resonate with? Uh, so my answer, I don't believe has changed since last time in that I am not a, I am not a big Pokemon fan. Like I appreciate it yeah. and I've played the only Pokemon game I've really, really played for any, like, like I completed the game was, uh, let's go Pikachu. That was my first one. Mm. Um, I did, I did Pokemon go for 20 minutes that one summer, like everyone else did. Um, but, like, I was just, like, Pokemon, like, blew up when I was, like, 13, 14. And that was my, like, oh, I'm too cool for this baby stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was absolutely not too cool for that baby stuff. I was just being ridiculous. Um, and it's just, it, it always, it was always kind of, like, I've appreciated seeing Pokemon in games like Smash and in other things. Mm. And um, I caught a little bit of the the cartoon when I was younger, you know, on TV. Um so I'm just not, I'm not a massive Pokemon fan, um, but I will say that after playing Let's Go Pikachu and getting, again, absolutely emotionally gutted, uh, Cubone is probably... Oh, uh, yeah, nice. I, I will always have a soft spot for him after after what they did to me in that game because I was sitting, like, I was, like, half paying attention because, like, it was a cutscene and I was, like, checking my phone and then I, like, started to read what was going on and I'm like, what yeah. is that? I also oh wear the God. skull of my mother. What? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Far well, out. I mean, like, that's a little weird, but I got it. Yeah. Is is Cubone and Marowak, uh, of course, by proximity, meant to be... Are they kangaroos? Or is that only Kangaskhan that kind of... No, that's Kangaskhan. Does it? Yeah, and that's the only thing that's technically a kangaroo. I'm not really sure what Cubone and Marowak I couldn't remember if it had a pouch, but yeah, anyway. I think Kangaskhan definitely does, but uh, definitely does. Yeah, yes. It's been a while since. Well, I've 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 been uh, regaled by the tales of like what generation we're up to, and I just blows my mind because I I only played some of the games, and it was like yeah, but still only really have a fundamental knowledge of well Gen one to three I, or four think, or something. But I think this should be three. maybe a new thing every time we talk about Pokemon, uh, where we go something like. Is it a mammal or a marsupial? <laughs> Nobody really knows. It's a Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, who's that Pokemon? It's it's uh, a ball. <laughs> it's Electro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was always the, the, the meme. Then if I've got great. two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and a Diglett. 
I was like, I was going <laughs> to say an onyx. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, you can overcompensate as much as you need to, buddy. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you know that's not me. Uh, so I think that's that's yeah. Before we get a bit too wacky, we you know we always will anyway. But uh, a, a good way to mm-hmm. kind of round out these questions anyway. Uh, Davey, in just a few words, what does magic mean to you? This is going to be as hard as I'm sure it was. Uh-huh. Deep, um, I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Exactly. I did. I. I should have, but I did not because I am real dumb. Deep down, you knew it was coming. Um, <laughs> I'll say all your answers have been new in a great way because I forgot half them. Because I mean, okay, great. Yeah, well, then we'll it's take been that. awesome. Um, magic, magic, um, magic means magic means people to me. Mm. Um, magic brought me closer together with friends I already had. Magic has allowed me to make a raft of new friends um the two of you included oh, um honored to be in that, that company I, i've been of course i've been i i've just I, I magic has allowed me to connect with people and then stop talking about magic and then mm. get to know each other as humans and mm. not have it just be oh this person i play magic with i'm not a human i am a meat popsicle um, yeah gonna... you're a meat popsicle <laughs> gross Delicious. Well, I was, and I was gonna say, Dave, you know you, what? You, you... There's almost too many jokes there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I oh, and yeah, I feel it's like yeah. it's it just it very like, yeah, where do I go? About? No. Give me too many options. Exactly. Yeah, you like it. You like, like it. Hall of mirrors. That was a um, yeah. That was a a, a broad simic commander that does everything. Well, like yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. When whenever yeah, whenever you breathe, draw a card yeah. in Game of Life. Okay. Like that's gonna be the next. I, that's gonna be I the do next. Love playing yeah. And it'll be like green blue. Like that's it. Yep. Exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah. Ma- magic. Magic means. Magic means for me, and it really it it means people and. If if it weren't for the people part of it, I would probably would have stopped playing Magic a long time ago. Me too. Yeah. Uh, just because I love the game and it's a very well designed game and it, and playing the game is fun. But if I were just constantly playing against strangers with no nothing else involved in it, the novelty would have worn off really quick. Mm. Um, it's because I want to play Magic so that I can spend time with my friends. Yeah. Uh, that's that's that that to me. That that's 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 what magic is. That's that's why Commander is the only thing I play because we don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. And uh, as cheesy and schlocky as that sounds, that's that's the truth. No, this is the cheesy uh, segment of the show for sure. It's like I want to I want to just extract all the cheese and just like yeah, make it <laughs> just get as soppy as we can. And it's like I am a never ending <laughs> repository of cheese, my friend. So. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and I was going to say, you, um, you, you, you know, speaking of magic friends, you, you uh, I, I, I'm assuming you still do live with quite a, ho- a high profile one, and again, an, 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 a body of the uh, embodiment of the joy in this game. Um, you know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about, and uh, it's, you know, that it's, it's those kind of people. It's oh like- well, I mean, I mean, Jimmy Wong moved out a while ago. But- <laughs> Uh, no, Olivia uh, Gobert Hex is one of my very best friends, and she is uh, upstairs uh, playing magic as we speak. Um, she is. It was she who uh, one day when I was at her and her husband's house in Seattle, 
at the end of a long day of Emerald City Comic Con. When I, I went to the bathroom, I came out. She literally sat me down at the table and said, you're learning to play Magic right now. Wow. <laughs> and stuck, my, stuck her Prosh deck in my hand and showed me how to play it. And that was that. Love it. And it's like, yeah, this, this is how life has changed. But yeah, I mean, like you say, I always put magic because magic is a conduit fundamentally anyway. And it's, you know, there's there's all the amazing things that it can do, but it's 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 not the end goal for me. It's the it's it's a facilitator in a great way. In a way that I don't 100%. think anything else has been in my life, really. I, I have lots of hobbies mm-hmm. and things that that do stuff, whatever, but they you know, I'll I'll always give magic credit for being the one that has opened up all these, you know, uh I'm not going to say avenues to success because that's not what it's about. It's like I'm just talking. No, I'm it, talking it's at, the, at the internet, and, and like I've made, yeah, and I've made friends with you know, like my. Yeah. I, I said it last time, my play groups across the world now, and like in a complete. That's exactly how it is. It's like I've got legitimate friends overseas, and and mm-hmm. we will keep being friends even. And we said it before, like if the the heat death of the magic universe, like just like just mm-hmm. shrivels up, that's fine. We'll still keep talking. It's going to be great. So hundred percent, yeah. Yep. That's what it's about. We are we are we are hundred percent in alignment on that. Love it. So um good answer, David. Love it. And good answers. Uh but uh what do we got now? I think we're gonna bookend this whole great conversation with our weak little do on uh on the entertaining. So what non magic media has had our tastes attentions at the moment? Uh I don't have that much prepared, but I know Chesh has something. And Davey, feel free to chime in anything you've You've been vibing off lately. I'll, I'll give you a minute to prepare if you want to think of anything, but fire off, Chesh. What do you got? <sighs> Mandalorian, without spoilers, this week was a total and utter mess directed by Carl. Yes, the dude from Predator and Carl some Weathers. other stuff. Yep. It was. So he's in the show, though, right? Yeah, oh, Carl Weathers, yeah. also known as the guy in the yeah. episode. Yeah, in the episode, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. But regardless yeah. of that, it was a terrible episode. It was, it was a mess. Okay, it was a I haven't watched it yet, mess. so I'm actually behind. So. I mean, mm. I, I wouldn't say it was a mess. And the child is irritating me. Somebody killed well, Baby Yoda, please. Okay, you need. Okay, you know what, Chesh, you're done. Uh, <laughs> I know. That, I, I am. I am not going to hear any more. You know what? In your credentials, do you, uh, do you also eat unfertilized frog eggs? <laughs> He's a baby. He didn't know any better. He's a 55 year old baby. Okay, but he's a baby. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> anyway. He, he caused all that, all that mess. And, oh, man. Anyway, hilarious. All of this just to turn heel at the very end of the podcast, two hours later. My lord. Also, Gina is a POS mega lover, so. Well, she's awful, yes. No, we, no, no that, that's. And her I, character that, is the I've sheriff. I've been ruined on her for a while. That's not a spoiler, by the way. She's not a great actress. Just, she's really, she's not a great actress. Chesh is my favorite critic. Like, <laughs> Just smashing it. Well, I used to be so a critic. So, yeah. yeah, I really wish that he would just like... Chesh, I wish you would just like say what you're really feeling and not sure. Exactly. Uh, also, Star Trek Discovery was actually great this week. So go watch it. Yep. <laughs> I, I have well, nothing to say about it because I haven't watched it. And, but you're telling me to because if we ever speak to you saying about Zuby, uh, if we chat to him, uh, I need some Star Trek knowledge because yep. I want you to have when you're on his show, you talked knowledge. for like three hours about Star Trek. And I was exactly. like, I'll have nothing to say. You're going to talk for like three hours about something. That's for well, sure. I can do most things, but it's yeah, I, I need to have a little bit of background on it. So, um, but yeah, well, don't, please do me. Don't 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 do yourself the favor. Don't try to catch up on 50 years of Star Trek. That's like, yeah, no, that's no, what next gen. Me. Just next gen. Just next gen. Okay. Just DS9. No. <laughs> 
I don't know either either of these things, well, but I love it, when, when there's like say, Sam, there's um, a hard hard disagreement. DS9 is basically about a floating <gasps> casino hotel. Hey, that was on Star Wars. Prove me wrong, there's baby. a casino planet. <laughs> Chash is just like he's poking with a stick right now. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know, I know. Do you know the other? We, if we hadn't already been. If we hadn't already been going for two hours, this would now become a here's why DS9 is yeah. the best Star Trek podcast. Pra- I'm not going to do that. For the Patreon exclusive content this week. We got Chesh and Well, for the Patreon exclusive content, I win, he loses. Yeah. I'm right, he's wrong. There we go. Well, that's not <laughs> Let's take this to, to I reckon we, we take this to the public forum and put and you guys can have your debate on Twitter. No, because then the professor will come in and be like, but Voyager... Okay, here's the thing. I, I have actually had some very long discussions with the professor about Star Trek. He makes... he. I don't agree with his positions on everything, but he has very good reasoning for why he likes and dislikes what he likes and dislikes. I, I will I will, I will say that to his credit. I, it's, none of it's just knee-jerky, like, typical toxic fan stuff it's like if he's like i didn't like this he has like 17 reasons why and i can't and i can't dismiss any of them out of hand yeah like i may not agree with the conclusion he he draws but i but it's like yep you're right yep you're right yep you're right he's good at rationalizing yeah well he's he's also let's let's be let me just be clear he's really really smart oh yeah about a lot of a lot of diverse things. Like the guy is brilliant and an incredible human being in his own right, and he's also pretty good at magic content. Mm-hmm. And by pretty good, I mean he's really, really good. Doesn't mean he's right about uh, Voyager. <laughs> exactly. Well, it certainly doesn't mean you're right about. <laughs> no, nope. of course and I'm that's right. Anything you said in this segment. What did we say so. before? It's fun to disagree. Exactly. Mm. It is fun. Mm. Exactly. Uh, I guess mine uh, is uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this, for sure. I just watched a review on it this I morning. I haven't. I've got, I played it for a couple hours last night, and, I mean, look, it is exactly what you think it's going to be. Yeah. It is a, it's a, it's a Dynasty Warriors game with a Zelda skin on it. It, it. it is a prequel to Breath of the Wild, and so it does, it does fill in some plot stuff. It's there's nothing revelatory. There's nothing that's like, oh my god! Like there's some really cute Easter eggs. Mm. Um, the camera sucks, like it always does in a Musu game. Um, it is endless beating up of faceless hordes of enemies, as every game in this genre is. Um, if you take it at that face value, you will enjoy yourself. Yes. If you if you if you pin too many especially lore-related hopes and dreams on it, you will be disappointed. Yeah. Um, it may not be worth your $60 right now if you can catch a, a holiday sale and get it for a few bucks off, or you wait, you know, six months until there's a sale if you're not in any hurry. Um, but as a Zelda guy, even a, a morsel of new canon is something I have to, couldn't t- again, refuting my own hypothesis have to consume that immediately mm. um yeah I, I, but yeah that, that that'll be what i'm doing with the rest of my evening after we're done here so i, I think that's the thing though too the, the trailer really was angled on that like uh uncovering all this like historic lore about what happened in the you know the calamity times with the legends and everything before like the precursor to 
uh, Breath of the Wild. And it really yes. leans heavily on that, well, like, and, and less about it being like a Dynasty Warriors game, of course. And 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 it's. I think there was you know, there were some people who were like, oh, it doesn't have as much lore and all that stuff. I'm like, no, I I'm excited enough just to see the characters. You know what I mean? Like the the old legends. I think exactly. that's super think, cool. Like I, I love it. I saw just Impa flying around on an ice block thing. Oh, Impa's like, Impa is so OP cool. as, as hell. Yeah, she's nuts. <laughs> Impa's bad. Um, here's here's the way to look at it on the lore, and and we can we can end it on this. Mm. Um, it is. It is a pencil doing some shading on the on the mural of that is Breath of the Wild's lore, not a roller filling in giant chunks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that analogy. That's, that's Very the best artistic. way I can describe. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Uh, I had a couple. Yeah, just just a couple of brief ones this week. Essentially, first one was I ended up watching a movie called Lucy, which was a Scarlett Johansson, uh, mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman, uh, Luke Besson directed uh, movie about it's it's like a good mostly just a good action romp i guess with like some cool ideas uh i can't remember the other movie that kind of does the thing the whole the theme about if you unlock your all your brain you know that we only use 10 percent all that the one with the pill yeah there was like yeah i can't remember what that show was anyway there was that version of it but I, i'll always give i mean luke Besson rad did um uh leon the professional you know awesome movie uh did the fifth element actually too and then Valerian, which I know some people are like, oh, it sucks, whatever. But Valerian. I mean, it's got vision, Valerian. I guess. Valerian. Valerian. Uh, Valerian and, uh, but this one, it's a, it's it just popped up on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Came out in 2014. I don't think I ever heard anyone talk about it. It's because it's bad. I think... What's that? That's <laughs> because it's bad. Hey, I want to give things credit for the, the, the redeeming aspects of it. Credit, like I said, for the most part, it's, it's a bit of an action romp. But <laughs> right at the end, I do like any visual or like musing or kind of depiction of what happens when the minds of humans transcend or we break or you know what's next you know what i mean like breaking free anything with space time whether it's right or wrong i enjoy and i think that's the point like that i enjoy someone's depiction or view of it uh again we don't actually know so it, it can be completely wild and, and abstract whatever but like I, I don't want to spoil too much but yeah at the end it's like we it delves into what happens when someone doesn't like they become omnipresent in a way through time. And that's like, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, like I, lo- I always love when I'm thinking after a movie, it gets me thinking like that's essentially it, whether it, it can do it in big or small kind of chunks, whatever, but it, it, it takes me back to like interstellar when, you know, uh, what's his name? I can't even remember the, the name of Matthew McConaughey. Uh, his characters in the, he, he kind of, goes through a wormhole or something like it's been a while since i've seen it but it depicts what would happen if humans kind of transcended at, at any point beyond the the bounds of space-time and they essentially then made a construct and they're in different dimensions and it's like that stuff it's like there's no hard answers there and it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. like when it bends your mind a little bit you're just like yeah, i can't really fathom that and i find i always find that sensation a bit of a joy so there's a tiny little bit of that at the end of lucy uh pretty cool scarlet's badass um she's rad and i do like luke Besson. so yeah that's a cool one um the other one was and chesh will attest to this all our american friends i think will be seeing this for the first time maybe 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 they caught it on youtube whatever but there's a there's a comedy group called auntie donna Uh, there's a comedy group called auntie donna from here in melbourne that have been doing stuff on youtube that is very australian i'll say that very weird very australian uh and got picked up by well, it's I think something like directed or produced by Ed Helms. Is that the guy's name yeah. from? Um, I think the, so. 
the hangover, the office. Yeah, it is Ed Helms. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got on board, so it's kind of they've got a bit of cred as well, and they're like, I think they've worked on this for a few years, but it's a Netflix series now, Auntie Donna's, I think, Crazy House of Fun or something like that, basically. But it's a, it, yeah, it's, it's put a lot of what they had in their YouTube content into a show, and it's like it's bizarre to the level of if Mighty Bush makes you feel uncomfortable for like how weird and, and off the rails things can go, these guys go further. And and there's still some Australian jokes. I love that. Um, but there's, there's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's certainly not G rated of course. Um, but you know, uh, it's, it's, I think it's just like seeing Melbournians succeed like this and like people are going, you guys are actually brilliant how crazy you are. Uh, it's it's a good time. Mm. So I, I I suspected a lot of people would be like, nope, too weird, I don't like this. But apparently it's doing really well. So uh, and, and people are, you know, really excited for it. So if you haven't already, awesome. check, that, check out. that out. It's it's strange. Yeah. You're gonna you may have some quotes. It may make you feel uncomfortable. You may you may laugh, you may cry. Uh, I don't know. But um see how you go. <laughs> It's a good time for sure. So I think that wraps it. Unless there's anything else we we forgot about there, I think uh, we've done it. Yeah, I better go watch that uh, that new Star Wars Mandalorian episode and you know see if Chesh was correct. Tell Chesh how wrong he yeah, is. Yeah, probably. Great, I agree. Oh, now we can talk about it. last episode. What did you think? The one before? Can we the, talk the, about it? Mo- oh my god, I I pooped myself. Mon Calamari. I, I that was believe, um. It was. I couldn't believe all the things. Sasha Banks was in it. Yeah, like I was. Oh, just it had everything. I was I was delightful. It was so good. It was um it was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. That was yes, it was. That was cool. Uh, Mon Calamari are my favorite species. They're, they're just the most tasty. Kind of- Did you know, by the way, the Mon Calamari that like greeted them when they landed was inside the suit was the actress who played Aiden Versio in Battlefront Two. No, really deep cut. Mm-hmm. The show is full it of deep is. cuts like that, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I suspect every time you see an older-looking fighter pilot, they're probably one from the original movie or something. There's like, there's a lot of those things going. Well, on. a lot of them. I think it's been Dave Filoni like four or five times now. So. <laughs> but yeah, which I'm fine with that. He could keep putting himself in the show. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, good, good place to uh, to send it off and, and and let us go along our merry ways. But um, again, Davey, it's been a an absolute bloody joy. I was going to make a note. I can't believe it. I don't have to put the explicit tag on this episode yet. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I may have. I, don't I may have dropped. Did you? No, I don't think you did. I, I actually don't think you did. Okay. Well, you'll find out later. I suppose. Exactly. But you can do it. it seriously, we've had one episode where I haven't had to put it on, so it's and, and it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a joy. Uh, I think always appreciate talking to you about the, what is, what is this weird card game we play? What is the essence of it? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the, the, you know, aspects that make it what it is and then what would happen if it disappeared, all that stuff. And, and just, just nerd out about good things and I think spread the positivity and the good vibes, man. Like it's, it's good stuff and always appreciate it. Well, so. listen, um, the, the, the pleasure is mine. Um, I, I, again, apologize that we had to do this twice but Ali, we can look at it as a we got to do this twice exactly um, Which, that was my initial reaction when the first one like hit the fan it's like well oh well what's the worst thing happened we get to do this again that's the best like <laughs> exactly right so exactly. definitely definitely not the definitely not the darkest timeline uh but yeah it, it's I, I i i will talk you know i will talk to anybody who wants to talk to me about about this in in, in this way so um I, I had a blast last time. I had a blast this time. I will have a blast 
uh, if and when we do this again in the future, um, I will I will be relentlessly positive and optimistic about uh, as many things as I can be at any given time. That's my nature. Yep. And yep. Uh, just uh, you know, I think I think you know, communities are made up of a lot of different people, and we all have our voices to add. And this is mine, so I'm just gonna keep uh, just gonna keep using it as best I can. So appreciate uh, you guys. Uh, sharing sharing your platform with me because oh, thank I know you. that that's that 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 means a lot. I'll keep it real, exactly. So yeah. even though you like keep keep the vibes going. What's that? Yes. Ah, Star Trek. Did you what was what what smart ass thing did you say, Chesh? Huh? huh? <laughs> hmm. He wants the last word. He wants the last word before we press stop. <laughs> you know, I will outlast word you every time. You exactly. can sit here all night. Yeah. Speaking of last it's words. It's not even Sunday where I am. Speaking of last words, where can the people find your last words? Um, uh, or first and last words, Davey? <laughs> uh, your two best spots to find me are on Twitter. Uh, I If you guys will put the link in the description, just because so people don't have to hear me. I always do. Listen so and no stress. I know you do. But uh, Twitter, uh, and then uh, go to coolstuffinc.com, mm. uh, go to the articles page, search for Dave Kosin, and you will find uh, my articles there. Uh, always appreciate, like, you know, I, they don't they don't tell me how many people read my articles, and I don't ask. I don't ever read the comments, because I, I don't care. I just, you know, knowing, knowing if someone says, I read your article, even if that's it, that makes my day. Like you don't have to, you don't have to say you loved it if you didn't, and you don't have to legitimately love it. You can hate everything I said. If you can disagree with every single point I made, I don't care. Um, I just appreciate anybody who takes the five minutes to to read what I put my time into. So, um, but yeah, Twitter, Twitter is where I do most of my talking about magic and fitness and all kinds of silly nonsense. So, uh, come say hi, talk about whatever, and. Uh, just make sure that your hierarchy of Star Trek series uh, is in is in the proper order before you approach. Last, last word, yeah, I don't know exactly. Yeah, no one uh, really likes the original so- series. What did she? No one really likes the original what? series. Okay, we'll do yeah. that. There you go. Nice, nice. And and the world was uh, at peace again. I love it. Um, Chesh, my friend, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me not watching Deep Space Nine, um, but you can find me playing Elite Dangerous, which is currently free on the Epic Games Store. Oh, what? What? So definitely go and download that. Uh, but other than that, you can find me on Twitter under Cheshire Plays. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitch. Under Cheshire Plays Games, um, note that we are no longer a Twitch affiliate because I basically said, profanity, profanity, don't want to be a part of your service no more if you're just going to give out affiliate to anyone. Um, and that's not an elitist thing. They actually uh, just came out with a thing where if you subscribe to a particular service, like a third-party service, mm-hmm. that they'll fast-track your affiliate status, which basically, and, and I had a discussion with some people on Twitter this week about this, where people were like, well, it doesn't invalidate what you've done to, you know, to, to get to affiliate and to, uh, make your community. And it's like, well, actually, no, it does. So makes me feel like it was all for very little, to be honest. And I've seen, I've seen a few people <laughs> so, say the same thing. So we'll see how that plays out, of course. And it's like, 
Maybe, yeah. Maybe so if you try and subscribe to us, don't just hit the follow button. Mm. You you can't. You literally cannot subscribe to us. Um, I'm throwing my money at the screen and it doesn't work. It's not working. Yeah, stop throwing um, your money at Twitch. It's well, not worth if, it. if anybody wants to throw money places and it's not working, uh, this guy right here. <laughs> I was I was actually going to say like find the right way to donate the funds to yes. content creators that you love um not through oh. third party oh. means even if it means yeah. having to search out their payment information which most content creators can give you and you know what donate the money directly to them don't give third party companies fees Send the money directly to your mm. favorite content creators because you have to remember that the third party provider is taking fees and then PayPal's taking fees as well. So, yeah. we're you know, talking about it, pies, and there's a lot of slices of pie taken a, before the end bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the creator ends up with almost none. Correct. Of mm-hmm. So, don't support these big, stupid businesses. Find ways to support cool. your content Amen. creators <laughs> through like merch and stuff. Full stop. Good one. Um, you can find me at Pass the Jam Sam on the Twitters and the Instagrams, but more importantly, you can find the podcast at uh, CMDR underscore Crunch on the Twitters, uh, at CMDR Crunch on Instagram, and our website is cmdrcrunch.fireside.fm. And if you want to send us comments, feedback, questions, pictures of cephalids, uh, pictures of cephalids, I say it every time. No one sent me one yet, but please do. Uh, you can send those to cmdrcrunchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and like I say, we'll let uh, we'll let all the the Gmail spam filter do the heavy lifting on that one if uh, if you're sending profane things. But <laughs> we haven't had that issue yet, which is good. So um, you've you've been well behaved, community. So uh, yeah, as I said before, absolute joy again. Uh, it's Davey, You're one of my favorite people in the Magic community. It's 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 always a blast, and I um, can't wait to share. Back at you guys. Can't wait to share a table with you again. Um, uh, well, actually, no, I haven't. I don't think I've played you. Mm. No, we got to jump on Lexicon one weekend. I wanted to last weekend, but um, I, I had. I was going to say, I believe that that was another thing that was on the agenda before before everything you know, hit the, the fan. The yeah, camp, the campaign of it all. Yeah, what before everything hit the fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, we to... should we we should we should absolutely make that happen. Yeah, exactly. And it may even be uh, they they're talking about doing their twenty four hour. Uh, birthday kind of stream this uh, i can't remember what number they're up to their milestone but that may be pushed back to january january for various reasons and i even saw you saying you might even if if the world uh, p- uh permits it essentially uh looking to drive over to their um their studio which is i'm deeply jealous of because i am literally yeah, on the other side of the world really, so i was like i want to yes. be there so badly <laughs> i love those guys yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a really quick trip um if 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 the pandemic and the weather were to cooperate i would do it in a heartbeat so yeah but uh, there is a world that i look forward to where um yeah once we're all you know once everything we've endured everything we've been sensible and and worn our bloody masks and and just not bloody acted masks. like morons one day uh, the the world is going to feel safe enough again, and Chesh and I are going to hop on a plane. We're going to go to Vegas, and it's going to be absolutely biblical. Like it's it's mm, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a time. So there's going to be a GP Vegas in the future where it's like magic fest. Where, magic fest. Sorry, I, GPs. It, even if the first GP back from COVID is like GP, like you know, uh, uh, <laughs> West Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm there. Like everyone in the damn world will be there. Yeah, and including it's, myself. And we we get small ones in Melbourne, so it's like anything is bigger in the states, no doubt. So it's yeah, we'll be there. Um, 
Yeah, and that's the thing. We've made friends yeah, everywhere, everywhere in the States and, and we'll, we'll gather in the most collective thing and go, look what this year did. And it's like, we're, we're tighter than ever. It's amazing. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. So, I'll, I'll let you guys go on your merry way. Any last advices for our, um, our, our listeners, our lovely people who stuck around to, to um, you know. Perla sounds off. like a sex toy, not a right-wing what website. <laughs> that's just a comment. I, I'm not going to try to follow that. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. No, I, I, I always, I say this on sometimes, but it, it couldn't be more true with Davey on the line here. Uh, play the cards you gosh darn like to play that you like. Yep. Just, just play them. Don't and if anybody, them. and if anybody tries to give you a hard time to the contrary, you don't feel like fighting with them yourself. Send it to me. Yeah, exactly. Because I've yet, because I've yet to lose one of those, and I don't plan on it anytime soon. Yep, exactly. Love it. All right, take care, folks. Yeah. Bye, friends. Meow.